donuts are like bagels, but like upgraded. Because they have sugar on them? I'm just saying Clark Kent as bagels, Superman as donuts. Did you know that originally Paramount wanted to do uh, Guys and Dolls and they wanted Clark Gable to be Sky Masterson? What is that? Guys and Dolls? Guys and Dolls. I've always, I know it's a musical. musical. Do you really, have you really never seen or heard of Guys and I'm Dolls? I'm not that much of a musical person despite having like a, like a supreme lust for a small number of musicals. Guys and Dolls is like the musical where if you're involved in high school theater at all, you, you probably it. did Guys yeah. So isn't it? Isn't like ladies in pinafores and shit like that? And like, no. I, I thought it was like 1912, like no. music man era bullshit. No, well, guys, guys and Dolls would suggest guys it's the 1930s. Dolls. It's it's like a gangster story. Is it good? It's about gangsters. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a it's fun like musical. Jazzy shit because it's 1900s. Yes, Bill. Yes, yes. Really yes. jazzy. <laughs> yes, Bill. It so was actually. It, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Watching the, the watching it with you. It's charmingly wholesome. There were more people of color in it that I expected. Which is to say there were people of color Which is to say there were at all. So was a musical made in the 1930s turned into a uh, movie musical in the 1950s? I, I just assume it's that kind of pedigree. I don't know the uh, when the musical was written. Yeah. So okay, but, so but you did watch the musical this week. Yeah, I made fully watch it for me uh, for uh, my birthday podcast month. listeners Mirabai and it's our uh, still ongoing Annie birthday month. It's yes, International it Annie Molly month. Uh, for my birthday podcast, the sweet and kindly podcast listeners Max and Mirabai uh-huh. got me Amazon credit. Prezies. And so I got myself a Lego kit. Go ahead. <laughs> I got I'm trying myself, to hide it at least a little bit. I got myself a Lego kit, and I got Guys and Dolls on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And last night for Valentine's Day, Foley was tolerant enough to watch it with me. I I, I suggested it. So we, what's it about? Uh, Guys and Dolls is about a. It is about. Uh, it's at New York City. It, it focuses around. Really, it's about these uh, four characters. There's Nathan Detroit, who is played by Frank Nathan Sinatra in the movie. Sounds like an adventure game. They hero. all yeah. have d- dippy names. It's great. Yeah. There's like what's his name? Society Max. Uh, <laughs> they're like dippy gangster names. So uh, nicely, nicely, Johnson. nicely, nicely Johnson. So uh, Nathan Detroit what? runs a floating <laughs> crap game. Nicely, nicely Johnson. Nicely, nicely. They're really good names. Though. They're good. They're really good. good dumb gangster. Wow. Harry the horse. There's also another thing in it where Society the, Max. They do not use contractions in this movie. This movie is what is fun for watching. Just for the, the I do vocal not like of the soup. It's really, yeah, it's really wrong. funny. It's like a very great, deliberate, like thing, vocal thing that I really enjoy. They have a big, so gangs, a big gangster visit from Chicago. I'm trying to explain the movie. Are you upset now? Well, I'm just I'm saying. I'm wondering how Clark Gable would have fit in. Well, Car- Clark Gable was going to play Sky Masterson. So the story of this the movie is. Uh, that uh, movie broke my heart. Uh, Nathan Detroit runs a floating crap game. So they have to go from location to location so the cops don't bust them and the yeah, cops are, sense, yeah. are bearing down on is them. Is this like Prohibition Era 2 or something like that? <laughs> oh, no, you said 1930s, yeah. I, I don't know when it is said. It's New York gangsters. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, the... Fuck, you guys keep throwing me on my <laughs> groove here. Okay, so... <laughs> He can, uh, the pressure's yeah. on, so he can get into, uh, he can have his crap game in this garage, but he needs a grand, and he doesn't have a grand. So, um, into town comes this guy, Sky Masterson, and he's called Sky Masterson because he'll take any bet sky high. Like, the most random bet sky high. Like, Nathan Detroit says, yeah, I once saw him bet, like, five grand on of two raindrops that are going down a glass, which would get to the bottom first. Like that sort of shit. I think I've heard that anecdote before. I think I've heard someone quote guys and dolls. I remember it's like, like that's a thing. It's, like, yeah. uh, cool it's one of the. It's like the default musical in a yeah, lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so he bets Sky Masterson because Sky Masterson is like all women are alike. Every doll is the same. I could take. I'm going to Havana tomorrow night. I could take any doll this I is want. Like with the taming me. of the shrew bullshit. 
Because I can only imagine where this is going. Not real, sort of. Yeah, he he said I can break in any vagina. Show me vagina. I can jail. I can jailbreak any vagina. So, so Nathan Detroit says (laughs) breaks out the speculum and a laser cutter. (laughs) Nathan Detroit says, "Fine, then I bet you a grand that you can't get this chick to go to Savannah with you." And walks who walks by, but Miss Sarah Brown, who is the head of the like local like uh, salvation, like missionary thing. Oh yeah. So and they're trying to. They're always trying to convert. All the gamblers and everything like that without any success, no success at all. Because she hot or she a messed up uggo? No, she's she's, she's cute. She's pretty. Because I always that'd be great if you found like sixty year old like you that know, woman. Trevor. When I was when I was a young person, I very much so identified with Mister okay. Brown to an I'm extreme like a Broad City character in a bad no, way. It is not a lot of <laughs> somebody with it like is not no, Carol. Oh, Carol. It is not yeah, Carol. Carol. Yeah. Carol. So um, yeah, so that's that's the Colonel. So thing. technically, this movie should be called Guys and Doll. Well, there's another oh, there's, doll. There's another there are doll. a number of dolls. Okay. The whole the movie is about like what you would do for a woman and what yeah. a woman would do for you. And so blah, it's good. Blah, blah, blah. Musical, it's one of your favorites. It's it's got really good music, and I really like the relationship between Sky and anybody famous for the music and stuff. Uh, it's Frank Losser who wrote the music. He he is most famous this time of year because he also wrote um, Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh. Uh. Oh. That everybody hates. Oh. But Frank Losser, Frank Losser, I read actually a really good biography about him. Uh, I'm trying to remember what, if any other musicals, he wrote the music for because he is, was a great lyricist. Uh, he wrote uh, most of the Franklin songs on Sesame Street. The little Black Muppet they came out with, with that oh, no one likes to talk about. Oh, right. Uh huh. I'm a Muppet. Do you ever hear about that? He's the inspiration for no, Mr. The F. Only, on the, se- on... the only Franklin that I know is. Wait, isn't that um, isn't that? Oh, he also did how to succeed Jones? business without really trying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the inspiration for Miss. Wait, it's Franklin. Is it Franklin on Arrested Development? It's Franklin on Arrested Development. It's Franklin on 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 so Sesame Street. He's the black. He talks like this. I'm a Muppet. I want to sing you a song. So it's not quite a black stereotype. But well, it's so in the late seventies, like the Muppets decided, well, we need multicultural Muppets. And right. The first Muppet they tried to do that wasn't just random Muppet guy. Was the purple little Muppet, but he had like black hair that was sticking up, and he had this, a little more of an urban thing on. This makes what urban thing? This makes this makes you feel really. Uncomfortable. Frank Losser also wrote "Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition." Wow. Whoa, that's a. Uh, yeah. Song. So, what did you think of the musical film? It's beautiful. I I did it in it's high fun. school. I I I stage managed and painted it. Oh, he wrote on a slow boat to China too. And he's just. Did you actually get to see it performed? Because yeah, I don't know oh, if like oh, a yeah. stage person, Multiple. you just kind of you just painted the background and said, "I'm going to fucking drink, fuck this show." Well, when you run a show, you yeah. see a show a lot. But you don't necessarily see. You're not the ingesting show. it. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to be objective, kind of like sitting and like watching. It I was making so, out with the hot box dancer. Yeah, that's why I was asking Paul. I was like, "What did you do on the show?" She's like, "I painted the sets. I stage managed." And I fucked half the women in the crew. Yeah. I love the so. Japanese adaptation of this geese and dolls. That's a really funny joke. All takes place in a dojo, and everyone's that's got geese really on such a funny joke. I you know the one so that good. takes place at the zoo called Geese and Dolls. <laughs> I really like Guys and Dolls, and it's Brando plays Sky Masterson yeah. and sings a bunch Young, of music. Young funky Brando, and people slag on Brando. Well, Exactly, yeah. and people slag on him. So for Sinatra played <laughs> Nathan Detroit. Nathan Detroit is essentially a sweet schmuck. Well, Sinatra and Brando are in the same movie, yeah. and they both sing. And Sinatra apparently hated Brando. that Brando got the role because he wanted to oh, play Skymaster. Yeah. And so he apparently called him Mumbles. <laughs> Here comes Mumbles. Yeah. But the thing is that I think Brando Aww. does a fine job. He doesn't 
he does he's not a great singer but he has the charisma and the thing about sky masterson is that sky masterson is a sad man with nothing to lose and that's kind of the point and brando really brings that across well because so. he's always got that kind of like morose kind of thing yeah. going on but like... it made me realize guys and dolls is the only movie i've ever seen with brando in. <laughs> i've never seen another movie with ton of movies but the movies he did do tended to be pretty pretty iconic. I know I have never seen any of the seminal films that Brando was in. I've never seen Transformers I've never seen uh, (laughs) I've never seen uh, Streetcar Named Desire I've Uh, never seen any of the the Godfather movies Island of Dr. Moreau I've never seen uh, Seminal yeah well, that's, did you know that's your? Did you ever yeah. watch South Park and the Bees got like yeah. the one doctor guy who's got a little mini yeah. and shit like that? That's what I'm sure. I've never actually seen that movie. Always heard about. Have you ever read the book? No. I read the book. The I book know. Is... is it like Animal Farm except everyone's got human penises? You got it. Vaginas? You figured it out. You solved the mystery, Bill. What's it about? What's it about? About well, no, people. We don't need to talk about the goddamn Island Doctor. <laughs> We're talking about fucking guys and dolls guys and the and fact dolls. that you've never seen a Marlon Brando movie. Yes. Other than... So you've never seen The Godfather? No. I have never I'm really seen that upset ball. that you, you, I mean, because, like, you know, he's really handsome in Guys and Dolls. He's and really the funny thing he's is, like, enormously handsome in A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, yeah, like, that's he's the like, that was the Fifty Shades of Grey of its time. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he is an abusive dick. I mean, that yeah. is kind of, like, part of the point. But also, yes, it is. He is also one of the most beautiful men in the He's also Edward Cullen. Okay, I can't. I'm glad Team you see Brando. I, I love that everyone gets freaked out by Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. and Twilight. But that's the thing. That's 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 that's, that's a story that anyway that's been going on for at least since 1955. I guess. Yes, you know what? There was never an, a, an unhealthy relationship in popular culture before. Where does Marlon Brando is the Zeus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marlon Brando was known to turn into rain and, and, and just get, get, get ladies wet. <laughs> that's how that worked. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's why, and then Sinatra's so angry. Like, that motherfucker's getting everyone wet. He turned it right into everyone. In summation, I really like this. Did he talk about Sammy Davis Jr. break uh, uh, Marlon Brando's legs, but he was rain, and so Marlon, like, Sammy Davis Jr. is out there with a crowbar just trying to kill the What he should have done is he should have gotten him in a bucket, stuck him in the freezer, <laughs> and then shattered the ice. And so. fucked the pieces. <laughs> anyway, Bill, what did you do this week? Is that all you guys did this week? I have really this week. Well, talk about you know you didn't do much. I ask you a question, you start answering the name. Yes, Bill. I know what I am super. I'm this week a little more than usual. It doesn't sound like it so far, but I'm going to tell you I'm a little more sensitive to this this than usual. Uh, I randomly found a movie review podcast called The Canon on iTunes. Just Apple TV just kind of suggested it based on other podcasts I listen to. And it's two professional critics talking about movie reviews. Oh well, no, they were specifically trying to figure out. Uh, which movies, which popular movies should be mm-hmm. inducted into, like, the canon of the best movies of all time. Right. But by the canon, they're just talking about, like, their own yeah. personal, like, yeah. we make, the, like, if we were to put a little, forward a list of, like, like you know, the greatest films of all time, but, like, right. Alien Civilization, which movies would we put it in there? So every week they talk about a different movie, like, would we put this in the canon? Mm-hmm. And it's good, uh, it's it's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. The one lady reviewer is really cool, but the guy reviewer is super fucking mansplaining. Oh. And very much, like, like the one I listened to last night was all about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and he keeps on defending the movie he even admits like this movie's like fucked up sexist and racist but he's like it's so great it's a perfect movie for 11 year old boys mm-hmm. and he's and he's defending it in very this very mansplaining I, I vehement I'm not a big fan of the word mansplaining I know man, it's, it's kind it's, of it's, a, it's yeah. a little it's yeah. not it's, it's kind of it's it's a little like whatever 
But he's, this guy is man. It's one of those things where like, yeah. and I can hear myself do. I, like, whenever I <laughs> yeah. kind of like defend things for stupid reasons, especially yeah. gender, kind of like, well, it's cool for boys. Well, I yeah. don't care if it's sexist or racist. I like now when I think stuff. Does like it that, give I'm you a extra, slurpy headache? <laughs> and I'm like, I try to be like, I gotta, I need to be more understanding, so I'm yeah. not more like this guy because yeah, kinda, it's not terrible. The guy's not bad. He means yeah. well, but yeah. this, you, like you can hear the voice of kind of like. Dude centric, gendered yeah. kind yeah. of like. Yeah, that's that's and, and what you're feeling well, is, is, is is a varic. Yeah, it what is. What you're kinda... feeling is a rising of consciousness that maybe you shouldn't create the terrible weapon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Uh, it's like I, I saw this one illustrator I follow on Twitter was basically talking about how um oh, you're freaking out because there's a list of gay movies and you're like, where's the list of straight movies? Straight. Here it is. And then it was just a link to imdb.com. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's another here or there. That's got yeah. me thinking more about it. Hey, Especially because I tend to run roughshod over you guys. And, oh, like, it's okay. It's the nature like... also of our podcast and the kind of people that we are. Yeah. Yes, Bill, it is but I've heard culture people, and society. I've heard some people complain about my behavior on the podcast in the same way I'm thinking about, I, I, I wish I could send an email Aww. to these guys going like, I wish this guy would Calm down a little bit, and I'm like, some people have sent me the same email. Oh, Bill. No, it's not like, but that's the thing. But that's that's a lesson for me. It shouldn't yeah. be, oh, Bill, it's well, okay. no, no, no. It shouldn't be like, no, Bill, you should learn a lesson from this. What's really funny, though. Right, Bill, learn yeah. a damn lesson. What <laughs> is funny is that after, like, three years of doing this podcast, to some degree, I feel like we're two television personalities screaming at each other, and I've learned to scream at you back. And then when I do, like, Ladylike or some other podcast, I find myself totally railroading <laughs> People, and I have to go, it's not Bill. It's you not Thunderdome. <laughs> like, you don't have to grab them by the throat and say, my turn to talk. Are you still doing Lady Lake? Uh, we're so gonna I was be... listening to Summit this week. I couldn't remember if you guys were still up. We've been very we've often. been doing a sabbatical, we took, we took but we're a, gonna yeah. we're gonna be starting up again. At we'll have a little mini sode at the end of the month, and then we'll have a new episode uh, at the end of next month. I'm oh, showing okay. Bill the hickey on my ear. <sighs> Calm down. It's almost like last night was Valentine's it. Day. Oh man, that's a hell of an ache. Right? Holy shit! Calm down. Oh, it wasn't last night. It was yesterday morning and afternoon. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, that's why even when we were recording today, I was like, if you guys want to sleep in a little bit, uh-huh. we record later than usual. Well, dude, at the end of last night, I was like, we were both, you were drawing and I was playing Elder Scrolls Online, so. Yeah, so really it was like the perfect culmination. Last night Twitter oh, man. was fucking quiet, though. So, it was like, so yeah. Which is a good thing. I'm glad to see yeah. everyone was fucking. Oh, man. So the Humble Weekly Bundle this week, I highly recommend. It is, uh, it's like the weekly level for lovers. And uh, so it's all a bunch of dating sims. So you've got Hate Plus and Analog Hate Story, which are both really good dating sims. Mm-hmm. And the $8 level is Hatoful Boyfriend, which is a great riff on dating sims. So, and it also has Long Live the Queen, yeah. which I really enjoy, but is it's kind of hilarious game because it is just a, a choose your own adventure. It is a choose your own to, adventure. To a more transparent degree, even the most dating sims. But, it, but was it's really one fun. Of, it was one of the... It's, is it a queer like, game at all? Just I just say long live the it queen. Has, yeah. oh, well, no, you you play a princess who's becoming queen. Yeah. Oh, really? oh, it's just so it's, face value. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's just you. you so you can you have like, to try and make it so that she doesn't die. Yeah, that's the thing. The terribly. game really is an attempt to live sim because you're a queen. <laughs> so everyone's trying to poison you or stab you yeah. or everything like that. Yeah. But it is kind of like a. Uh, choose your own adventure book and that you will a lot of endings will abruptly end in your death so yeah. you you do a lot of like trial and error and stuff but it's a really it's a fun doofy game so I got it because they have for 35 bucks you not only get all the games but you also got a hot doofle boyfriend body pillow oh I saw that <laughs> which I was like I don't How actually a I, well a body pillow is usually it's like it's yeah, yeah, right? yeah yeah it's supposed it's to be nice. so, I, can't, I, can't, I cannot fucking believe that we're going to get a five foot tall pigeon pillow <laughs> Sorry, how much was 
is this? Is it's it thirty five bucks for all the game plus that's, the pillow. That's because the pillows can be expensive to produce and ship. I'm kind of well. It's not. It's a pillowcase. It's not the oh, pillow. Okay. So we have to roll out and find a body pillow to put it on. Otherwise, you're just gonna hug the case. Well, really, I just want to have it. I'm gonna vote for that. Have a boyfriend body pillow be the size same size as a pigeon? Is a pigeon? Yeah, <laughs> it should only say, be yeah. about that big. Yeah. No, what is funny is that it's a pillowcase, so it's two sided. Once in Hot to Full Boyfriend, you can They're all pigeons, but you have an option that you can toggle that when you meet them, oh, you, you see their see the human version, portraits. Yeah. Oh, so one side is the pigeon, and the other side is the human of the pigeon. Again, it would be funny if the one side was a full sized dude. <laughs> It's just a pigeon size. Okay, it's all white. Just a little pigeon in the middle. So if it's if it's Tom Hardy, (laughs) you see. Well, the joke is immediately afterwards. I was thinking about it, and I tweeted like, "Why the fuck isn't massive in the the pillow, the body pillow business? Massive is a a, is a fashion slash." a cult like a, I don't know what do you call it a brand cultural that's brand dedicated like that? to um uh Japanese gay like muscle burly dudes. muscle dude Bera, stuff right yeah, so, Bera, that's well what is is apparently is derivative it, and um, no longer it's like not anything that in Japan they actually use okay so they don't use that term they don't use so it's like a westernized kind of like it's like yeah. application I don't know because all I get is sometimes comics show up at the house and they're like <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this so anyway they do Aww. like they've done like uh, well, this is for Annie. They've yeah. done towels and shirts and stuff, which are that adorable. shirt that Steve Wolford has. Oh my that, god, that it's so cute! Thing. It's, it's like, just a, like this burly dude praying in a temple. It's so cute. And <laughs> oh, it takes up all of the shirt. It's yeah. like yeah, it's one of those full Aww. prints. It's so good. But anyway, he just wears it curling. I I wrote why the hell haven't they gotten into the body pillow game and they faved it? And then I took a screenshot of that and I just said less faved, more product development. <laughs> and that screenshotted tweet has gotten more traction. <laughs> this is like the top of your Twitter feed now. Like this that's is. Like got I'm sticky. just saying. So I'm gonna say that with your experience in in in, in product development, why don't you just go work for Massive? Well, what's really funny is that now I'm so grateful that as of two weeks ago, I'm no longer in product development, and it's so great because now I could just be an unreasonable turd like everyone else about. Well, just do the thing as opposed to having to deal with the reality of how hard it is to do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this I did the weekly bundle and all these other games that are in it. I haven't played or even heard of so I downloaded them last night so actually before I started playing Ultra Girls Online I was playing dating sims on Valentine's Day while my wife drew man these other games are intolerable it's badly designed one is called Roommates well it's not that they're badly designed it's just with a dating sim all it is is you're writing mm-hmm. so your writing yeah. better be tolerable and one of them is called Roommates and you have the option of playing either a male or female character and then you're, you're in this dorm in a college and there's all these other people like there's this hippie girl who's really in yoga and like is worrying about your karma and then there's a girl and she likes to dance and she has a stripper pole but oh no the artist boy painted on her stripper pole because you know he was just inspired and the muse struck and he had to paint on whatever canvas you know how to hard it is to paint on a pole I know I'm just playing this and I'm like <laughs> I can't you like you draw a fucking stick figure with a like, yeah, like, pole like yeah like, what are you gonna do penis I just can't do she's it paint, she's like just paint pink veins on the head of I just can't do it. I have too much balls to put at the bottom with some like yeah, Yeah. like get some sticks for pubic hair. It was just such a such a such a terrible grounding. Well, was it written badly on top of the characters being annoying? Well, well, if you have literally dating sim is all about interacting with characters. So that could have been written phenomenally. It still doesn't change the fact that it's not least if it's if you have terrible characters that are written in a way that's kind of amusing because it's written the game's written well, but like you know like you know some chafer can come up with dumb characters that you hate but can still be kind of fun to. No. See, but the, their dialogue is still interesting. And usually he comes up with a twist or something. I mean, when are you going to design your date on dating sim? 
Yeah. <sighs> Seriously, this is kind of you know what? It's really easy to make things. Stuff. It's really easy to make things. Annie. You know what? I just get a crap at dating. Send it on the gone home guys. Throw them a couple bucks. Oh yeah, that's it's really. They're not, they're not you know what? <laughs> know, exactly. Here, here is why I'm not gonna write a dating sim. Here is why I'm not gonna make a dating sim. I backed on Kickstarter two years ago, coming out on top. This really cute gay dating. Yeah, we talked about on here. She's been working on it for two years, and she finally releases it. And 30 minutes after releasing it, she's her Twitter feed is starting to get filled with tweets like, I really enjoyed that. When's the next one coming out? Yep. Or what's this coming out? Yep. Two and a half years and people are immediately like, well, well, what else? Because as long it takes as no time to consume. From her perspective, I would be like, I don't care. As long as you guys paid for that. Like, this what like you guys will get through the game in 10 minutes but that money will last at least for a couple months for rent i don't give a shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah no but video games like yeah because people are gonna burn through that shit super quickly i mean that's 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 way but really that's, dating that's, sims. that's nature of making stuff that's dating sims making stuff. in particular there are most consumers who even play them burn through it immediately because most people don't have the patience to replay it and the whole mm. point of it, the dating sim is you replay it mm. so it's like burning well, through that, it once. you hope that your dating sim is super unpopular so you like the <laughs> You don't have to worry Benton. about it. Yeah. But I was really spoiled. Yeah, I know. I was really spoiled yesterday because a lot of dating sims on Twitter were p- posting little teases. So yeah. coming on out on top posted another a tease for another scene they're coming out with with our favorite. What like DLC? Though, uh, well, yeah, for um for coming out on top for some of her stretch goals and Kickstarter were additional scenes, yeah. like additional things. So she's working on that. And then um uh Date Nido, which is a uh actually an HTML5 based visual novel engine. You'll have to send me a link to all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, they had they they have a couple of games coming out. One they did a Kickstarter for, which is a based on a web comic called Starfighter, mm-hmm. which is a really great homoerotic. Is it the Hamlet? Hamlet yeah, machine? Hamlet Machine. Oh. Yeah, she's making a dating sim. She released. Uh, they should be they. They it's released. Gotta uh, be filthy. It's gonna be so good. And ah, then Christine sorry. Love uh released her trailer yesterday for Lady Killer and Bind, which uh-huh. is gonna be. She did Analog a Hate Story and Hate Plus, mm-hmm. and this is her full on. Um, uh, erotic dating yeah. sim. Oh, is this the one where there's a cross-dressing? Yeah, it's like, like the full title is like, isn't she a slave to my brother? Or something like that? Yeah, because I did yes. see the trailer for that where and it got to the point where I was like, I can't even tell if this character's supposed to be male, female, or what, but I was like, oh, this actually looks kind of cool, but I have no idea what the gender of any of these characters the are. Protagonist, like, the protagonist... Again, one of those things where I felt like an old man where I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what's, what's happening. happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this looks cool, but oh, I don't know which way my penis is going on this. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. uh, Arden, who actually was one of the people involved with Kindness Coins, which is a short dating sim I really liked, is working on a dating sim called Date or, Di- date or Die, also with Date Night. That's a great idea. With, and they were released a little teaser for it yesterday too and i felt so rich with dating sim news i was like That's i felt so cool. lush and i was so excited and i was like i feel like date playing a dating sim and, and then all i had were these garbage like, mm-hmm. ones <laughs> the other one that i had was uh it, on this in this bundle was called something like world end economica episode one or something which was apparently a japanese name of the next final fantasy i know it's apparently Jesus. a jap a converted japanese visual novel but it was straight up a visual novel. It's just a book with pictures. Yeah, because there are there's a difference between a between and a, a visual novel. Book? Well, no, but I mean, like there are some visual novels that are just straight up just illustrated novels where you well, just exactly. click to advance like, and there's no choices yeah. or anything. Technically, TV Guide is an illustrated novel. If you kind of like, you know, I'm not say, I'm I'm not in the or these games are not camp. I, I know, I know shit, what you mean, But there like, was a point yeah. last night where I was like, and it was actually the best of all the ones that I started playing. But it was just got to a point where I was like. I've I've been clicking for twenty minutes and I'm not actually necessarily invested because they're still building this thing and I can play Elder Scrolls online right now and make some. How's that treating you, the Elder Scrolls? 
I playing on P- playing on the Mac. I'm playing on the Mac. I got it so Foley and I could play together, and Foley very re- quickly realized that she doesn't give a shit about Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I I I'm sorry if you throw to like we had just finished yeah, we, we had just finished Skyrim playing. and there was no Dragon Age. Yeah. So there was like Elder Scrolls Online fit into that gap. We're like, oh, cool. This yeah. is like, all right, I get this. Yeah, that's still... a new thing. It's, and now yeah. Annie has played so much Dragon Age in front mm-hmm. of my face yeah. that I am now very invested in the canon of that world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this other shit rolls up, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this? What is this baby town frolics garbage? Yeah, I'm like I don't want any of this. This looks stupid. Which is funny because if you played the game six months ago, you might be more into it just because you're not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like getting... I, I did play the game six months ago. I was more into it. I yeah, did, did enjoy we myself. Beta. So are you continuing playing? Because you're play, doing your own playthrough, right? Of Dragon Age? Yeah. I started, I started a character. I got to the Hinterlands, and then uh, now I, 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 haven't, I, I met a bear. And, um, <laughs> and the bear got angry and swiped your head bear off? got angry. And, and... Oh, no, there are bears in that game, because I did get killed by a bear, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. They're bears. They're weird-looking. They're kind of scaly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I started my own, because I was like, I want to romance Josephine. Yeah. I want to do it. Oh, man, someone on Tumblr last night posted great Josephine art, and it's like, oh, man. Oh, man, well, so I, was, I was watching the... I watched a couple CGI movies this week, and mm-hmm. I'm still getting freaked out by the fact that CGI cartoon movies are still doing using the exact same female template for their faces. Yeah, where yeah. The, the girls always have giant foreheads and like their noses are pushed down to their chins. Yeah, and tiny little mouths. Weird. And just for some reason, I saw a piece of Josephine fan art on Tumblr, and I was like, and like they had she had the great profile of like the kind of like the arched oh, nose and everything so like that. Yeah. I was like, why can't we get? CGI cartoon ladies who actually have like Difference? normal women's profiles that they aren't just like yeah. the like the fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> kind of like baby faced kind so of thing. So they all look like Kristen Wig and that thing where she has doll hands. Yeah, yes. kind of like that. Yeah, that's kind of what they look at with the five head and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just read about that in, in, in Entertainment Weekly this morning. Did you just learn about five head? No. Like the list of like the top like fifty like SNL characters ever. Oh. She's like number fifteen oh, or something like yeah. that. That yeah. sketches. And they have a picture with the tiny doll head. The five <laughs> she head. goes like, after the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> so That's good. So I was like, I didn't. I, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in twenty years. I've missed watching. all these characters. I've watching. seen Dick in a Box, but mm-hmm. all this other shit I've missed out on, like Molly Shannon stuff, the Will Ferrell stuff. Yeah. Um, the fucking sweaty balls I've heard sweaty, about, but I've never balls. actually seen. Wow, sweaty balls is more than twenty years. That's insane. That was like when I was a year. Wait, how long has it been since I'm out of high school? <laughs> twenty five years, because I like last time I watched Saturday Night Live, it was still like Wayne's World right. and all that shit, like that kind of the generation. But yeah, um, See, yeah, I don't, I don't. The only time that I'll like like make an effort to watch it is if there's some sort of musical guest that I'm like, oh, I want to see their performance. I want to see. That yeah, thing. I guess there was a 40th anniversary special yeah. last night where they had. A oh, was it last night? Yeah, I think so because I saw people tweeting like. The two yeah. people not fucking who were on Twitter last night with Jordan Posh. <laughs> not having sex. Or maybe it's tonight. Oh man, the Oscars is a week from tonight. I gotta catch up on watching all the movies. Oh, I love your movies. Uh, Florence and the Machine. Yeah, speaking of <sighs> bands you're excited about. I was about to say. Has she been on a Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She did, she did. She had a, I think she's been on, she's been on at least once. So here's the context. Foley is literally the world's... I foremost would, Florence and the Machine Nerd. I wouldn't say that. I would say you're Portland's foremost. Florence well, that's for sure, nerd. yeah. I would probably say that. Yeah. yeah. I would pro- I would get into a, a fist fight. Foley has, even though Florence has only released three albums, two, studio, two albums. Two studio albums. Foley has eight hours of Florence and the Machine on her computer. Yes, I she do. She put out a new album this week, or is it a preview? She put out, so they announced, the, they haven't made an album in four years. 
It's um, been four years. It's been four so years. I when you were freaking out about the last one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been it's been four years, and it's um, like she went to musical college. And now she graduated. That's right. She wanted. It took the time it took, and and that's kind of interesting actually because like there's a lot of because you it, especially with like a lot of like pop music and stuff like that. It's like put and 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 a lot of American music. It's like put out an album, yeah, maintain your presence, out, yeah. keep cranking out your brand, do your thing, do your thing. And so it's interesting to to run across people where like no 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 an album takes the time it takes to make yeah when I'm I feel sure like she was busy with touring and stuff like that too she yeah. wasn't they weren't really yeah. they weren't and then they admittedly they've had because um, people kept being like well when's your new album coming out when's your, and one of those people was Foley um, yeah but but she kept getting interviewed and she's like you know it's it's gonna come out when it's done mm-hmm. we're working on it. I'm not done yet. So how much did it break your heart when you found out that this is her playing badly playing the recorder? No singing. The I think the coolest thing the coolest thing about uh well it was a really it was a surprise, a total and complete surprise. Yeah, because yeah. we woke up on Tuesday and I follow her on Twitter and nothing nothing had happened in like the longest time. Like, was this an album you knew was coming out? Or no. News was coming out? We knew oh, an okay. uh, album was coming out at some point. We knew they were working on something. Yeah. Oh, this is the week the news broke that like, yeah. yeah. It's, like, like, so last week, date and last week on and Tuesday stuff, they released yeah. this really weird, because she's weird, um, this really weird uh, short two minute like teaser video basically. And they're like, okay, well on Thursday and then later on, like on Wednesday, they're like, okay, so tomorrow we're going to debut the first song off of our third album. Yeah. And but they're only gonna do it via BBC Radio One, um, which would so, be at a proxy. You might be able to listen to, but here well, on the no, you can stream. You can fucking stream it. No, oh, you can't. Okay, because I was surprised the BBC stuff. Exactly. Maybe it's just the video footage. They'll only like firewall. I think, I think but, like, that that I think that that must be what it is. But you can totally stream, and that's uh, great for me too because I like a lot of British bands that are that are out right now. Oh, so, so that's a great thing to find out about that. Oh, exactly. it's fantastic. Because yeah. I was like listening to uh-huh. it in the lead up and going like, okay. This is all my music, and this is music I actually am really interested in. So, um, yeah, I I took my lunch early. Oh my god, I'm such a nerd. No. I took my lunch early on Thursday and locked myself in my office and um, listened to it. And the fantastic thing was, you know, they play they play the the first single, and then they go, okay, let's do it again. And Aww. they they play it again, and she's because she's very beloved. I mean, she should be, but she's um... is she beloved enough? Who, do we have to explain who Florence and the Machine is? Because I, I I know her through you, and I know she shows up on other stuff. But I don't know if listeners would know off the bat. Most people should. I mean, she she got to be on Saturday Night Live and stuff like Dog that. Dog Days. Uh, she let's see. The first album, Lungs, had a lot of really good stuff on it, but the probably the most notable one is a song called Dog Days. Um, there's a second album called Ceremonials, which is mostly about death. Um, which had a lot of good songs. Uh, Shake It Out, uh, What the Water Gave Me. Um, just did beautiful shit. She makes... The thing that I respect the most about her is that when she makes an album, when when she's given more... Because Lungs was very small, and then the second album was a little bigger, and every time she gets more clout and every time she gets more control, she just adds more musicians. Yeah. So, like, her tours go from, like, being really tiny and just, like, five people, like, normal band size, to, like, okay, we're going to add a string section. Okay, <laughs> we're going to... This time, they're, like, we added a... They added, like, a full brass section. Yeah. There's, like, yeah. horns. Which I'm really into. That's which pretty is cool. fucking fantastic. So, when's yeah. the uh, album actually come out? In June. Mm-hmm. So, I get New June Florence... First. New Florence and to marry my wife. Yeah, did mm-hmm. you guys nail down a, a date for the wedding? We have. We've talked about this a number of times. Oh, really? What yeah. date? It's Father's Day. June 21st. Oh, that's 
that's right, because Father's Day. We talked did about you do this that on purpose? Like, oh, no. Okay, yeah. No, we didn't do it. Ever. I did think, well, my dad's going to be there, so. It didn't matter. That was all I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So there's going to be a lot it's of It's going to be a heavy for you, Foley. I'm glad, because I know how much you like Florence and the Machine. Yeah. She has been vibrating, visibly Florence, vibrating what, all Florence plus machine? Florence day. And the, the, she's, oh. So they released, uh, so the song came out, a new video came out, they gave information, it's up for pre-order on iTunes. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's already great. It sounds really different. It's cool. Did you guys see that there, uh, uh, the Portland Symphony Orchestra is doing a video game concert in two weeks? Like I, I think it's like the first week of March. I did see. I saw, I saw something about that. Yeah. yeah, I just got the email because I'm on their mailing list because yeah. they had a John Williams concert last year. Because I just thinking about you, hey, how dorks. much you love Florence the Machine, how much I love John Williams. Yeah. But yeah, like they're doing a video game thing, which I like. It sounds like they're doing stuff from Journey and mm-hmm. Uncharted oh, and things pretty. like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, actually, about half the tickets are already out of sale. But I, I all I remember is Uncharted, the Uncharted theme playing at Emily and Kate's wedding. Yeah. And oh, did they do that? They did that for us. Yeah. And they did it when yeah. they knew we'd be sitting down at dinner. Yeah. And I like somebody else was like, "Is this from Lord of the Rings?" Go fuck yourself. Fucking straight out. What? Yeah. Like, is this like a Lord of the Rings? Maybe that galloping sound. Well, it's the same thing. Like, I saw the Kate Beaton poster at work. I so my new office. I'm not. I used to be by a window, and I didn't have any walls. But now I have all these walls. Now they put you in a trash can. Exactly. So on the wall of my trash, on the wall of my trash can, I put up this. Kate Beaton did a calendar that's Red Riding Hood in the big battle. I did. And I put because I had this all this fucking wall space in my cubicle, so I put it up. And so one of my coworkers was just talking to me, and then just stopped and did fully draw that. And there's this thing that I've noticed, and I feel like it's the same thing where it's like you're what? just like you don't have no, you're not tuned into a thing, so it all just kind of mushes together for it's you. It's a drawing. Someone Exa- drew that. I cannot tell you how many times I've had drawn art, and people just assume that fully drew it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Do you have a lot of foley art at work? So maybe people just assume that if you have something up, it's probably going to be I have three foley. sketches of yeah, foley. I gotta see that. Like, but they're all like sketches no, that she did on scrap paper. My art looks nothing like, like Kate Beaton. That. In my yeah. cubicle, like I have Kate and Emily, and I have a sketch by our friend, um, uh, 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 Character Undefined, yeah. and... I've got a Nathan Drake like picture that I printed out and I mean, like that's hilarious though because I'm on one side and then you turn it around and there's your video game husband. It's a double sided frame, your yeah. So whichever husband. I decide, yeah, my spirit oh, that's husband. Funny. <laughs> Whoever I decide to look at, but uh, yeah, I can't tell you any anything that is art. It doesn't matter what. Did fall? Did fall? Did like wow, I'm amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever see? So you guys liked How to Train Your Dragon, right? Yes. Yeah. I watched How to Train, Train Your Dragon too. Yes. Did you see? We that? saw it in the theater. What did you guys think? Because I just saw it last night. That that was my lonely Valentine's Day evening. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fine. It was not. We enjoyed it. I had. I had it. Domino's Italian sandwich. And you watched. And How to Train Your Dragon too. It was not a war patty. And then I had some ice cream. You live in the. That was good. I drink. That's Bill Mudger's Poor Man's Vacation. A cartoon and ice cream. And the, the, for me, the pleasure food. of How to Train Your Dragon, the original, was that we weren't expecting to like it. It was mm-hmm. beautiful, and we really liked Toothless. Yeah. So, knowing, ha- having, kind of already having drunk the Kool-Aid, watching yeah. two, it was just kind of like, we enjoyed it. There were things. Fine yeah, there okay, were that's pretty much my reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was fine for, as a movie, there but were things it about it that didn't have the punch mean... the first one did, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you weren't expecting it, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. It was beautiful. Like, yeah, super all pretty. Of the, didn't Peter... Who did the the um, concept art for that? Doesn't he also work? Something, something, something. Did he also work for Double Fine? Am I remembering this wrong? 
Are you talking about Peter Chan, yeah. who did the concept art for Grim Fandango and a bunch of LucasArts games, and yes. then did? did I don't. I, I don't I think he think worked. He on did. Hmm. Anyway, look it up because I want to be right about this. Anyway, animation freaked me out though because they obviously like like did a lot of like motion. They either did motion capture or they referenced a lot of motion capture because the characters' movements are very much. There's lots of like the way they're throwing their weight around and stuff like yeah. that is very kind of naturalistic. But they still have the car- whole car- uh, cartoony faces. Plus, some of the characters' faces, their eyes don't focus quite correctly, at least to my eye. So they kind of like, weird. especially um, Hiccup's dad and Hiccup's girlfriend. Both yeah. tend to have dead eye a lot in in the movie. I would agree with that. And so there's something about like maybe this is different if you're watching it in the theater or something. But just me watching it last night, I got the impression of almost like costume characters at Disneyland with like really good animatronic masks, mm-hmm. but like 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 yeah like 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 real bodies. And I like the costume, the, the art design, and everything in the movie. I thought it was great. really pretty. And the story and all was the fun different too. dragons and everything um, like that. It was actually I thought it was good sequel in that it, like it was it kind of did the star wars thing where it kind of deepened and broadened the stuff from the first movie it mm-hmm. wasn't just another adventure but like you learn yeah. more stuff about the characters hiccup's yeah. mom shows up and yeah. she's super badass Spoilers. played by keith blanchett oh and her voice uh, is so good though. but then like it was also kind of disappointing because the main villain who just happens to be the only black guy in the whole goddamn thing which that's yeah. kind of weird um he doesn't really show up or do anything until the last third of the movie and for, instead they're uh, the good guys are just menaced by a dragon catcher or, like Dude played by Game of Thrones? The one funny thing Jon about... Jon Snow? The one funny thing about that entire thing is the dragon catcher and the relationship with the... Uh, oh, the, the Kristen, Kristen Wiig... I didn't Kristen realize Kristen voice. Kristen Wiig's character. Yeah! And her hitting on him mercilessly. That was funny, shit. That was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. That was pretty charming. I like the fact the characters are older, like, you know, Hiccup's got a little bit of stubble. Like, Man, how many of the characters? The number of people who are like, nah, I'm attracted to Hiccup. I'm really? just like, you guys are all... <laughs> Child. <laughs> well, I, I start laughing when the movie starts and I forgot like the guy's voice who does Hiccup. He's like, I like dragons. Here on Burke, we love dragons. We're Vikings too. It's a really good and impression. also now I'm 15. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Just my happy meal. There are a lot of women on Tumblr who are like, Really? Oh, He's Hiccup. not unattractive. Well, you know, if there's grass on the chin field. <laughs> Actually, all the other characters have a little bit of just they, they about all, it, it they, like, they have that middle school peach fuzz. It they kind all of, got beards. It yeah. kind of felt like fan service in the most kind and... Yeah, it wasn't bad. Inexcessive way. Oh, yeah. man, girlfriends, she got, like... It's weird because she don't have tits, but they gave her really big knees. That was a weird... Like, I don't know. I find it I'm not... I didn't pay as attention to knees as you do, clearly. Oh, but no, it's okay. And there's sad stuff that happens in the movie. I thought it was cute. It's cute. I forgot that Chris Sanders wasn't involved in this one, too. Because he's the guy who did the first one, did Lilo yeah. and Stitch. Well, I guess he co-directed with the guy who did do the... Uh, yeah. But it was fine. It was cute. Yeah, it was but cute. the reason I wanted to see it, too, is because uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 has been, like, kicking the shit out of all the other cartoons for, like... On the uh, uh, on the award circuits, yeah, I could see that. Like uh, Lego Movie didn't even get nominated for best uh, picture, for, uh, best is, cartoon for the Oscars. But How to Train Your Dragon has been winning all the awards leading up to the Oscars, and mm-hmm. seemed like that's locked for winning the best animated feature next weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of surprised when it was good, but I don't necessarily see yeah. why people are I like. Would, mm. I think it's one of those things where people are like nominating it as much for the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wonder. Yeah. Because it's just, it's competent. It's competent. That is a pair. It's, they're good. Yeah, the second one is, I mean, they're beautiful. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, this amazingly animated movie that's really beautiful and rich and kind and 
good for all ages, I guess it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's like it's one of those things where it didn't blast my ass off, but it's a really solid movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Lego movie blasted my ass off. On the other hand, is the Lego movie kind of like How to Train Your Dragon, the first one, Maybe. where I did not expect anything. Yeah. So Lego blew movie me away. Blow, like that's gonna get all the awards. I really, I really yeah. feel like I really feel like the Lego movie, the Lego movie deserves a lot of technical awards. Oh, that yeah, yeah that is that still is the most gorgeous awards. animated film I've seen all. I've, yeah. so I've never. I, I mean, just everything. I feel like the Lego movie gets dinged because it's the Lego movie. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's I'm sure a lot of people voted voting at Academy Awards probably wrote it. Well, you know, no, not necessarily because it's weird because I know uh, nominations for the Oscars, everything's dominated by the people who work on stuff. Like, yeah. so like the best director gets the nominations are put together by it's voted by the dark directors, mm-hmm. animated movies. I'm sure the people within the animation mm-hmm. industry vote for. So it's weird to think that like, uh, People within the industry did not even actually vote up the Lego movie. Whereas, like, for the actual award, that's when everyone votes. My point is So that's that when you can kind of expect people who don't know really what they're talking about wouldn't wouldn't vote for something like the Lego movie because they wouldn't know what they're... I don't know. It's kind no, of a I weird mean, process. Like, because it's Lego. It's like a oh, license I know you mean. movie. I know. It's not... Well, that's it's... why everyone thought it was going to be bullshit before it came out. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's that's also a thing that people... Ding, it's like, oh, it's just a Lego The only movie. reason we were interested in it is because we, the Clone High guys were. Yeah. We were like, yeah. oh, that's... I'm sure you can go back and listen to the podcast. We were like... Clone High guys are making a Lego movie? Yeah. That sounds like, that, that's gotta be bullshit, it's but amazing. we'll check it out. Speaking of the Clone High guys, their new show, The Last Man on Earth, is uh, premiering with, on with March Will 1st Forte? with Will Forte. Oh man, like two weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to watch, watch it. Abraham Lincoln. It's, yeah, it's really great. So yeah, he they did work on Clone High together, which is adorable, but I also yeah. love that his character on the show is Phil Miller. <laughs> Because the, the Clone High dudes are Phil Lord and Chris Smith. <laughs> That's amazing. It's really idiots. cute. They released a teaser clip that they're like, for some reason, Fox didn't let us do this. So they like linked a an unlisted YouTube clip that was developed as a teaser, but Fox killed it. It's literally Will Forte with a kiddie pool that he's filled with tequila. And he's just pouring it on a bottle of tequila in it. And then he lays in the middle of it and he sprinkles salt all on the rim of the kiddie <laughs> and just gets a giant straw and starts drinking and then she leans over and licks <laughs> That's a good fucking deal. That's just such a dumb shit joke. I love it. I still I wonder, wait. like, how do you have other characters? Because she's supposed well, to be alive. That's Unless you have just question. lots of flashbacks or something like that. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm, like, I'm guessing that the whole thing is like, you know, he learns that he's not the last person. Like like, yeah, but that's, be some it's kind so of rich. Like, those dudes are just such... I, I will go on any journey with them. I still need to see the 21 Drop Sheet Jump Street movies. Oh, you still haven't seen either of those? No. No. Because just those, those fuckers have earned my dollars. Um, have you guys seen uh, Big Hero 6? No. No. It's not very good. <laughs> I keep hearing it's that it's terrible. beautiful. It is beautiful. It looks very pretty. The art, my favorite thing is, so it takes, so Big Hero 6 is about these pair of brothers who live in this version of, uh, San Francisco that's like half half Tokyo half San Francisco yeah, yeah. originally we'll one watch of the it. brothers is hot yeah he's older <laughs> one of the brothers is he's looks, like 14 it's a he's girl. hiccup 2.0 he's kind of yeah. like yeah kind of like yeah. gangly like fucking 15 year old uh, dipshit one of them's hot though. Uh, but yeah the older brother he goes to college and yeah. he's like how, he, he looks like sexy short round oh he because <laughs> hmm. he's even I think they very specifically the, brother, the older looked, brother is hot. It is like Takata or something like that. Find the older brother. I'm um, looking. Keep going. So, so I thought maybe the idea, like they were thinking, like like what if I thought the the setup for the world in Big Hero Six was what if 
maybe the Japanese colonized America before the like the. the wow, you officially thought in more into this than any movie for children would ever. Explore. I know, and I was like, that's actually I've never even thought yeah. about that kind of like, the story setup. No, it turns out actually what happened in inside the universe. It never gets mentioned in the film, but they're set up for uh, the world of Fr- San Francisco. Is what happens if the Japanese actually built rebuilt. Uh, San Francisco after the 1906 earthquake. Interesting. Which is still an interesting idea. Yeah. So you get, like, it's San Francisco with, like, the painted lady houses and stuff like right, that. Right, but with... But with, like, Japanese architecture layered on top of that. So you have, like, like old, like, Victorian painted, painted lady-style housing with, like, Japanese clay-tiled roofs with, mm. like, dragons and shit on okay, them. Okay, that's cool. And, like, right. little right. goofy stuff like the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, it looks like the Golden Gate Bridge, except, for, like, like the, the arches... Uh, like the colonnades that kind of support the bridge mm-hmm. kind of look like Shinto shrines and just kind of it's just like this very mm. clever and even like the back alleys like like the the the, the, the electronics and the wiring and stuff looks like is it looks like the stuff you'd see in the back alley of like a Tokyo subway or something like that yeah. just like yeah. little subtle things it's not yeah. just like oh it's San Francisco with like Japanese shit slattered on yeah, top of like lots of little yeah. subtle architectural things yeah. Yeah. Kind of... I'm sure this that would kind of drive you guys crazy because you guys really know your your house See, there's a difference between I don't give a shit faking it versus I'm doing something different. Yeah, especially it's way more annoying to watch a movie and they're like, I'm just making shit up. Yeah. Versus, oh, I'm making an alternate reality. But it's very specifically like the uh, very like even the lighting and everything looks very specifically Northern California yeah. mixed with Tokyo kind of like urban. See, that sounds neat. Like, yeah. I just think that that was the most interesting part. So yeah, it's about two brothers. A uh, younger kid, an older hot guy. Did you find pictures? I of did find guy? him. He is hot. He so yeah, yes. agreed. Um, You're welcome. They they're both like robotics uh, nerds, and mm-hmm. the younger brother he likes to go to. He does like robot fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He like he what's what's it when you swindle people? He's a hustler. He, like he's just like fuck. He like he he's a super. He has a super good robot that fucks up the ro- other robots, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's how he makes his money. But his older brother he works at this. Um, He's a student at the local like robotics institute. Mm-hmm. And he keeps on trying to get his brother to say, "Hey, you should come to the robotic mm-hmm. robotics institute, and like you should be doing something more worthwhile with your robotics knowledge." Yes. And so he finally uh, uh, tricks his uh, little brother into coming to the institute, and the kid's blown away by seeing all these other people building all these crazy robots and stuff like that. And I know the movie eventually turns into a superhero kind of thing because mm-hmm. I've seen the advertisements, even the name yeah. of the movie, Big Hero Six, kind of yeah. suggests. Kind of like but it is kind of weird in the advertisements. They kind of bury that. They focus it on like all I know of this movie are what is... I learned from Tumblr, which is whitewashing, uh, and it's beautiful. Whitewashing, yeah. Uh, well, and... most of the characters are at least kind of like vaguely Asian. That's the problem. That's, That's the why problem. Twitter. Well, it's, about well, it's suggested if it's half Japanese, half American, kind of. Assume I officially recuse be... myself from this conversation. I know, I know, I know. I've not seen the movie, and I'm telling you, uh, all I know is that well, Tumblr. Lost I was surprised shit. as much as people kind of come across as Asian as they do, even though there are a lot of straight up just white people. So movie, all I know is, sense, but... is that, and what I learned from the trailers, which is there's a fat robot, and that's funny. That is the, the pretty much. <laughs> that's the movie, all I know. The movie's pretty much made just to sell Baymax toys. That's the name of the big fat white robot. Yeah. So so the little brother he goes with his older brother to the institute and turns out the older brother's actually built the big fat white robot uh-huh. and aside from all like uh the big fat fat robot being super cute like he becomes friends with all the other people in the institute and i mm-hmm. thought the movie was going to turn into everyone becoming superheroes through technology and stuff and i thought it was going to be a very kind of like tech heavy kind of okay. movie yeah yeah but when all the superhero stuff kicks in it kind of turns into more just a generic superhero movie everyone's mm. superpowers come from like technologies and robotic stuff that they've built uh-huh. but it kind of gets glossed over like the movie suddenly stops about 
stops being about them being college students mm-hmm. and suddenly really does turn into a super generic hmm. superhero movie. No, really that's boring. too bad. Like, everyone just gets their, their, their superpowers and, like, everything else kind of just... And they have to be fighting yeah, Then they don't have to pay taxes. Like or... Yeah! <laughs> and, like, it's... So, it's cross-up... It's a cross between stereotypical superhero movie. Even to the point... I got super fucking disappointed. There's a moment in the movie where it just took that turn for me where they go to one of their... The students, they go to their uh, student's parents' house. Okay. Super rich guy, kid, and his parents are super rich. And you see a painting on the wall, and the kid's like, oh, those are my parents. They're away on vacation. It's fucking Stan Lee and someone else. They're his parents. Uh, and I was like, really? I forgot this is like, not only a Disney movie, but it's, it's a Marvel, Marvel movie. produced. And yeah. I was like, ah. Because yeah. I thought the movie was going to be, at least if they're going to get superpowers, it's going to be technology. It's, gonna, yeah. it's, not, it's not just going to be like fucking wannabe X-Men shit. It's yeah. Gonna, and I was like, they even had to squeeze in a fucking Stanley cameo. What is even more egregious about that? Marvel's got a rich history. You think they could have cameo of someone, especially if it's because somebody a silent picture of them? Yeah. Why is there fucking Jack Kirby for yeah. once or something? I was actually reading up on them. Supposedly Stanley has a contract with Marvel where he is he is contractually obligated to show up at every Marvel Marvel pro, uh, project they do these days. Seriously? It's contractually obligated. That's I've heard that phrase thrown around. I don't know if people are. If that was an exaggeration, but considering that he has shown up yeah. literally every Marvel project, it, yeah, it seems like that maybe the because I was watching a, an episode of uh, Peggy Carter this week. Yeah, oh, he, he showed up for ten seconds, and it's it's another one of those things where Did he's he show up in Agents of enough. Shield. I wonder. I mean, yeah. He has to have. It'd be funny if they made him show up in every episode as a different character. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Rachel Drash. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Big Hero 6, well, so it's half, half, it turns into half crappy yeah. Marvel superhero movie, and all the Baymax stuff is ripped right out of the Iron Giant. There's a whole, you are not a gun type scene. Oh, jeez. There's a scene where the kid, uh, he, he, yeah, he lives with this single, single mom, just like uh-huh. the little Iron Giant, he has to sneak the robot into his house. Oh, jeez. Without the mom finding out, it's a total Iron Giant thing. The whole ending of the movie, it's a Iron Giant, it's just... I, I want to I want to go up to Bradford and say, hey, have you seen <laughs> Big Hero Six? Because it's basically Incredibles mashed up yeah. with Iron Giant, but not half as good as either of those movies. And yeah. I did have you pining for like how good The Incredibles was, just yeah. because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Incredibles and Iron Giant. Because yeah. I was funny because I was thinking about how it's it's ripping off both those movies. Yeah, they're, they're both Bradford movies, yeah. not doing either half as well. Yeah, yeah. I still like thinking about The Incredibles, how like that movie didn't have. An, an origin story for the characters and the the fact that they were super had superpowers really didn't wasn't part of the plot. Yeah, it was yeah. more just family drama where the superhero stuff was just kind of like an extension of that. But not you know like... what? I accept that we're in a period where superhero movies are the norm. I accept that. I just never want to see another fucking origin movie again. Yeah, that's what yeah. Jesus Christ. Like seriously, like I can't. I accept that they're rebooting Spider Man. I accept it. I accept it. And you know what? Frankly, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, the only good part of them were Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. What if it's an origin story starring Terry Crews? <laughs> As Miles Morales? Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably, he's like an older man. No, he's not. Peter pretending Parker. Pretending to be a teenage boy. Peter Parker. Peter. <laughs> he's got a white mom. Aunt May. <laughs> Aunt May is a white lady five years younger than he is. <laughs> yep. But he's super. Get the guy. Get the Old Spice commercials. 
Oh, and like, and they will not even be credited as their names from the guys who brought you the Old Spice commercial starring this other guy who's kind of like Terry Crews, but starring the real Terry Crews. I just, I just wish we could get that away from this origin story thing. I wish. I wish. Because the whole point is that... Well, Spider-Man's going to be the big test because we're going to have to reboot that. There's no way they can do another origin story. Yes, they will. Unless it's Miles Morales. Yes, they will. They're going to have to reboot it because this is a new Spider-Man. And how else will we know this is a new Spider-Man? I'm thinking, well, the first... Well, his first... I'm assuming... Because... Okay, so Marvel uh, Spider-Man's got to show. We're, this is already geek weekend news stuff that we're talking about. Spider-Man, he's got to show up both in the new Avengers movie mm-hmm. that's coming out, mm-hmm. and he's also going to get his own reboot movie. But he doesn't get the reboot movie until he shows up in the Avengers. Wait, and is that what's happening? That's what's happening. Huh. So assuming mm-hmm. it's not. the same Spider-Man, assuming they cast the same guy, because they would have. Oh, to they're be not. They're not. Crazy. They've already said it's not Andrew Garfield. No, 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 but I'm talking about like between. They oh, would need to yes, yeah, no, it is because there's going to be the Marvel produced. He's going to yeah. show up in Marvel produced movies, but then right. Marvel's going to help Sony produce their own space. Yeah, so I'm assuming they're it's going to be the same Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. Sorry. So he's his first time showing up is going to be, hey guys, I'm Spider-Man. I've been Spider-Man for a while. What do you guys need help with? Hmm. So, if you already have uh, that, then do you, can you do you go backtrack and show no. like the origin story for that no. guy? No, no, you le- no. don't do that. They anymore. could. It could be a prequel. There's literally nothing to stop nah. them. There's nothing to nah, stop nah. them. Well, that's the thing I was kind of uh, thinking that you would think it would have to be also a. a sp- they've already, why, I think they've already can't... come out and said it's supposed to be uh, another high school Spider-Man. But I thought, especially if he's going to show up in the Avengers, I think he's showing up in the Civil War movies. Yeah. Which is about Peter Parker who decides. Is he not the guy who decides that he wants to tell everyone who he is? Yeah. In, that's in his the role most in the Civil War. Civil War yes. He um, comes out as Peter Parker. Which kind of suggests that would be an older Peter Peter Parker, who's been Spider-Man for a while, no, and if he's not going, necessarily. if he's getting into these arguments with the rest of the Avengers and stuff like that, you'd think it'd be an older guy. See, I'm so used to the Ultimate Universe, and in the Ultimate Universe, the whole point is that Peter Parker meets the Avengers, and they're like, "Sure, Spider-Man," and then they're like, "Wait, you're like a baby. Yeah, you're a baby." And that's like the whole the whole tenor of the relationship is that both. Iron Man and Captain America are kind of mentors to Peter what is Parker. That, what is that thing? We have money, and then he just hugs him. Yeah, <laughs> is that the joke? Yeah. Uh, the, but it's like what they're both mentors, and Aww. that that adds kind of a level of of drama to that. Is that these are both mentors to him in very different ways? And what about Wolverine? In the in the Ultimate comics, the reason why Peter Parker dies is that he takes a bullet for Captain America. Like that's, that's how Peter Parker dies in the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about that conflict. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to... I, I like that it's a high schooler, Peter. I, I'm okay with that. When, when, so when, who, does, when does Wolverine happen in that, in that universe? Doesn't Wolverine... Wolverine is still owned by... Or it has, still has rights to Fox. Oh, this is one of the weird things about Big Hero 6, reading about the history of Big Hero 6. So yeah. Big Hero 6 came about as... So when Disney first bought Marvel, mm-hmm. one of the first things Disney said, oh, well, what, what we're going to do, we're going to plunge the depths of Marvel's library of IPs yeah. to find... IPs that no one's ever heard of before that that we still control that we can kind of make new movies out of and pretend they're new IPs even though yeah. we can, they're old IPs that we we've always controlled uh-huh. and so Big Hero Six was totally a result of that where uh-huh. they specifically sent some guys and like go through all the Marvel stuff uh-huh. find something that no one's ever heard of before that we can turn into a yeah. new through that we can claim is kind of a new thing but Ghost like spelunking. and so Big Hero Six was I guess uh, in the Marvel canon it's actually a spinoff comic of the X Men mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be it is kind of the same setup where it's this 
this Japanese kid who's a robotics expert who essentially creates his own X-Men team full of, like, robotics engineering mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. geniuses and stuff. But I guess they fight, like, Wolverine, well, uh, their, what, their helpers, I guess, I guess they show up in a couple comics with Wolverine, okay. and they fight, like, the Silver Samurai and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's funny to think that, like, the comics version of these characters in these big kids' movies, yeah. like, they're hanging out with Wolverine. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Just, and I, supposed- I love the idea of Hugh Jackman showing up just, like, full an saying. actual person. Well, I guess the original comics more fucked up, like, Baymax, the big fat white robot, I guess in the comics is, like, this death dealer destroyer robot, whereas the wow. total Disneyfication in the movie where suddenly yeah. he's a white, huggable, like, fluffy little yeah. robot. Who's cute? Who's voiced does, by the guy from 30 Rock? Yeah. Does, um, does, does ever, like, sometimes do you feel like your phone's in your pants and vibrating on your butt? Even though it's not there. Even though it's not there at all. I oh, get yeah, phantom, phantom vibration butt. all the time. It's phantom a common buzz. thing. Pulled your butt buzzing. You trying yeah. to tell me your butt buzzing? Yeah. Man, I'm freaked it's out. Bill, it's Bill's effect. <laughs> Bill's around. My butt just starts. I'm freaked wiggling. out because I set up. I I I I did the cookie finder, the Girl Scout cookie finder thing yeah, a yeah. month ago, yeah. and I'm on the hook for forty dollars of cookies from a girl. And I'm not quite sure when she's gonna call and say, "I'm gonna be on your doorstep in five minutes. You already owe me forty bucks." And I think it's gonna happen sooner than later, but I don't know when. So it's like it's access. Oh my god! I, I feel like I owe someone from a drug deal. Okay, oh, what? Well, she's a no. baseball bat. Come on, collect me. We're selling forty bucks. Bill, this is that would be an amazing movie. Because I made a deal. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's not. If Wait, she, what cookies did you get? I got a shitload. Wait, do you already have them? Because it's if they're four dollars a box. No, yeah. that's a sometimes. She's gonna give me but a call. Gonna she's up. gonna show up on the doorstep. Saying, where are our cookies? Here's my ten I don't know boxes. Where our cookies are, dude. I'm did angry. you guys do the same thing where you were for the kid? Mm, well, well, no. We <laughs> did, because we have jobs and we work in an office, so we you get yeah, the you opposite thing. Contacts. This yeah. is the other thing where instead a coworker comes up to you and makes doe eyes at you on behalf that's of the their best. child. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, so they don't actually have to see the. I had a call from a strange ten year old. Girl, <laughs> saying, "Are you bad, my doesn't, doesn't that according sound... to the website you said you wanted cookies? Now I'm your cookie dude. That's essentially what happened. Because <laughs> they have the website now where you can submit your name and phone number, say I want cookies, and someone, whoever's your, your local cookie representative, that, gets in touch with you. That's, that's a little. T- I mean, that is and basically like, like teaching young girls girl. to be kingpins. It's yeah. really like this. Hey, Bill, tell us about Better Call Saul. Oh, Better Call Saul is. is 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 better I'm trying to make a pun is better than good and uh, better call Saul man we've been running oh, we've been talking for an hour That's Bill late. tell me about better call Saul better call Saul is the uh, prequel series uh, spinoff to Breaking Bad do you guys you, but you guys don't care about this at all huh? no so it's but you, you guys care about it so you can talk about uh, you don't care about guys and Saul what else do I have to talk about? You, uh, know, you uh, have to shit on Grim Fandango, too. Uh, okay, I'm gonna better call Saul I can talk about later. Uh, Majora's Mask just came out, the remake um, that we mentioned, because, yeah, Foley was checking out the Majora's Mask uh, Skull Kid Super, toy that yeah. came with my uh, copy of the game. Uh, I mentioned this a little bit last week, but that this remake of Majora's Mask is essentially my Grim Fandango, because yeah. it's a game about of almost the same vintage that uh-huh. I love so much. It's my favorite Zelda game. Uh, it's super good. Um, the big thing is that... Who is this character? He's the technically he's the villain of the game. That is oh. the villain of Majora's Mask. Uh, so Majora's Mask is about this little scarecrow kid who uh, assaults this guy who sells masks. He's a traveling mask salesman, and the guy, the masks that this guy sells are all magic masks. Okay. And he happens to steal a couple masks off this guy, and the one big mask that he steals is the super powerful mask that is possessed. And whenever you put the mask right. on, it possesses you. Oh. 
Okay. And this kid's super depressed because he's, it's almost weird. It's almost like a metaphor for autism or something like that. Because this kid is, he's nice. He technically means well, but he can't help pulling pranks and stuff on other people. So no, mm. no one wants to hang out with him. Uh-huh. So he's a very lonely kid. Mm. And he gets possessed by this mask. And I can't remember exactly what happens, but the mask causes him to wish for the moon to come down and destroy the planet. Oh, that's destroy geez. the world. That's shitty. Never and so, like, you end up, you had, so Link has this ocarina of time that he can use to manipulate time. Which, so he can go back in time to try to keep this from happening. Okay. Which becomes the setup of the game where you can keep on going back in time and trying to collect items to try to keep this kid from actually calling down the moon and destroying the world. Okay. Say it again. It's What's, crazy. What does he have? The Majora's what, what, Mask. Yeah, okay. Now say And now say the thing that Link has. The Ocarina of Time. God, those are both really cool sounding things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Majora's Mask. Well, I mean, that's, that, those are the names of the two big uh, Nintendo 64 Zelda yeah. games was Ocarina yeah. of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah. And uh, it's great, man. I I'm, I don't know if people have, on the podcast have played Majora's Mask before, but the ending in Majora's Mask is super cool. Yeah. Because the villain, because when you in Zelda games, the villain is this big blue pig wizard. Yeah. Uh, Ganon, or he's, depending on which game, or he's a green-skinned, hook-nosed, red-haired guy Hottie. in Ganondorf. <laughs> Real, ah, no. <laughs> but yeah, this kid, he's just another little kid who's kind of sad and fucked up, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of sad, because you have to go fight him, and he's lonely. And yeah. Oh, Bill identifies Spoilers, with this Link kid. becomes friends with the villain Aww. at the end, and it's a very cute ending. Even though the game's, like, super creepy and fucked up, because uh, magic masks become a thing throughout the whole game that can turn people into monsters and stuff like uh-huh. that, and, like, have all kinds of crazy effects. It's a very creepy, uh, creepy kind of game. And it's one of those things that we're, like, yeah, if, I, I would like gladly buy you guys a copy of the game and force you guys to play it. If I ever thought you guys would actually get into the game, you wouldn't, but like, yeah, I don't know. This is one of the rare games, uh, if someone stuck a gun in my head and said, hey, Bill, you have to make your friends play your favorite games, this is one of the games. That would be this really... This would be one I guess I would have no, other people play. No, but that'd play. be a really weird, mean thing to do to you. Bill, know, yeah. make your friends play one game or you die. <laughs> that would be a top... If, if it was just one game I had to choose, that would be a top contender. Sure. Yeah, what would you guys have if someone stuck a gun in and said, well, see, you had to force, force the game on someone else? Depends on like what would turn be, it to. would it be like they want I you ha, I have to make someone play a game that is important to me or I have to make them play a game that I feel is really like would sell people on why I like games or See, would it be I someone who would be both for me it's kind of both at the or same would time. it be something where like I feel like this is an ex- accessible thing that anyone can game That's play I think, I think you're, I think no, you're yeah. making this too complicated it's really easy it's called Nathan Drake Nathan Drake's butt it's called Uncharted 2 see but Uncharted is not necessarily an easy game for a first time player I don't care I wouldn't even think about that I would just this is an expression of myself this is what I like in video games this is that, see that's but if someone can't about. play it then what's the point if I'll someone can't get them. past the first five minutes assuming you're so this back into a pocket universe where time has no meaning and they have all time Anyway, yeah, we're running short on time, so I can't spend the whole time talking about uh Life is Strange Grim Fandango. Uh I Dylan... can't believe Life is Strange grew on you. La- Dylan came over yesterday, so we both played Life so is Strange Dylan's together. Fault. And we were both laughing how badly. It's just the writing that is so How far in the Life is Strange did you guys beat it? We beat it. We got it all I almost got to the end. I got to the where you have to go into your friend's garage. You have to go into Ashley Birch's garage Mm -hmm. and like get Into her hella garage. Did you guys say? Did you get to the twist of who her father is? Helen's totes did not save the bird. You did it? There's a bluebird that's not. Yeah, I saved the bird. I didn't realize how you. I read this uh, walkthrough last night. I was like, oh. Because the bird wa- runs into a window. Yeah, yeah. you're just like, dumb bird. Open the <laughs> yeah. fucking I didn't one time. I thought you window. had to go get a tool to fix the bird. So I was looking for like a medical kit in the house thinking, oh, Bill. I, I thought there was going to be a quick time event where I have to like repair the 
fucking room Shut light on so it doesn't fly into the window. Now think about that, because when you first oh, open Bill. the door, you walk into the room, you don't there have There is literally time. only one unique mechanic in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you can rip one time. That's, That's all time. you can That's Because of that, you can do. That became the only one. Saving that bird became the only thing I was emotionally invested in the whole game. I, it seems like I've officially it fucked, oh it my God. fucked it up. And I bought the season pass for this bullshit. <laughs> Oh, you know man. what? It's really gonna suck because in the fifth episode, that bird comes back in a big way. <laughs> well, now bones. because I let it die, that bird comes back. As, it's a fucking boss. Yeah. It's 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 a... <laughs> I feel like there's the joke when you're talking to the cop, who I guess turns out to be what's <laughs> to be actually Birch's dad. Yeah. He says, "I will so remember bad. that." Yeah, he does. So I, I, like, posted oh, this, and I posted a screenshot of that on Twitter, and I said, "Oh, Telltale should have done this." And I forgot that Jake Rodkin <laughs> follows me yeah, on Twitter, yeah. and he just responded with a frowny face. <laughs> Believe. No. Just reading these notes. Playing with Dylan and then making it a social experience where other people get to make fun of the game while you're playing kind of help. If you're just playing by yourself, but you have someone else also go like laughing at the game with you, it's kind of like. But I it see wasn't well, bad. it was the opposite with Foley because Foley was so mad at how bad the game was. I was just mad at how poorly it was written, how poorly. And then I had spent money on it. Then, I am yes. still <laughs> charmed by the simple fact that it's a game where you get to play as a teenage girl, just kind of doing shit. And like it's like, oh my god, someone's yelling at someone I, else. I gave my money to it for that. Yeah. But I that does not get anything. I'm not saying in love with it, but I'm just saying I voted I, with I my dollars to for it. it. Oh wow. What in it is even slightly redeeming? I think because in the same afternoon I played through a big chunk of Grim Fandango and I played Grim Fandango. Before I don't know if I can talk about playing this. Life is Strange and Grim Fandango chafing my balls. I don't know if I can talk for about this. Only reason. I, how far? I got to the point where I'm supposed to go to the Petrified Forest. Is that yeah, far into the game? Hard. Uh, the, 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 you finished the first year and there are four years. Yeah, because I stole the or client. Or you're about to finish the I first stole year. the hot client off mm-hmm. a dude. Yeah. And she's like, hello, I'm going to be your love interest later in the game. I hope you save me. And I say, yes, how you doing? It's a really good impression. Of and then Meche I was like, and and I reached into my pocket in my inventory to pull out a Polaroid so I could try to take an upskirt before she leaves because I'm assuming I'm going to spend the rest of the game saving her. And then it takes Andy, so long to Andy, go through that inventory screen. Are you, are you screen. flipping him off? No, no, no. <laughs> I was genuinely just rubbing my lip, but I was doing it with my middle finger. No, you know what? I, I'm, I'm legitimately having a good time with the Grim Fandango remake. It's okay. I'm playing, you, with, you I'm can, playing with the commentary on. You can it's voice inventory. all of it your just, opinions. Every time I have That's to do any, like pull out anything out of my inventory, I just, it's, it's, I was joking on Twitter how every time I, I go into the inventory screen, time slows down to the point that I can feel the heat death of the universe. I could, I could, I could hear friction and smell time, because time just it be, loses all meaning. It's okay. No, with it. Bill's allowed to have his opinion. What's he, the? He is. I think Grumpy Turtle on Twitter also mentioned in the commentary they pat themselves on the back about how ingenious the inventory system is because they don't have to use a UI screen for that, which I can understand from their perspective. It is great because they managed to do an inventory thing that is like in universe. You, they didn't make you go to a pause screen and have to select stuff, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where. From a creative perspective, that's great. But from a from a gaming from a mm-hmm. player's perspective, is just fucking atrocious. What and the fact that you have to scroll through each item individually, and items don't stack. So if you think if you go to the balloon guy and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna set myself up for the rest of the game. I'm gonna get twelve dead worm balloons just in case. You have to cycle through all twelve of those goddamn dead worm balloons every time you go through the inventory. It's like, oh my god, you can't throw anything away. And it's just like, I wish I was dead. And with Manny in the land of the dead, rather mm-hmm. than playing Grim Fandango, or at least at at this inventory screen. Yeah. But the rest of the game is fantastic. Which is really funny because you haven't even gotten to the frustrating I part know. of the game I, 
guys, well, you guys on your on your Grand Fandango podcast was talking about how fucking rough. The Petrified Forest is only like three puzzles, and they're the three worst puzzles in the game. Yeah. Oh wait, really? Yeah. If you hate it now, oh my god, Bill. In terms of the puzzles, the only the only thing I run into that kind of uh, that busted my ass a little bit was there's a part where you have to go into a room that is locked with a big valve. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that that's... puzzle. Well, here's the thing. I love Grim Fandango. Those puzzles are fucking up too. Conley's not here. Well, it's totally. She somewhere is list- going to be listening to this, and I can see her little face clenching up right now, her little fist falling up. <laughs> Angry Muppet mouth. Grim Fandango yeah. is very precious to me, and I will acknowledge in a lot of ways I'm capable of being critical of it. Yeah. I I agree that the inventory system is not ideal. I got you there. But I am able, I, I think that the inventory system has its charms beyond that. Some of the puzzles are unacceptable. <laughs> They're unacceptable. Like, anything in particular? Well, no just, spoilers for me. Or well, no, no, no. Just, like I think, like they're just sometimes just a little too obtuse, just a little. I like the puzzle where you have to use the dead worms to get the stuff, the mixture to kind of like throw and send it down the yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. Well, that yeah. just sounds like a nice piece of anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. You're just I mean, it's just kind of fun that you're great. breaking. Yeah. But as part of that, you're supposed to go into the server room. Yeah, and there's yeah. a big like one of the spirit guys are working inside yeah. of there, and this is this is this is just me being kind of me me me. Uh, so the door opens and closes with this big, you know, valve wheel thing. Yeah, yeah. And the way you get through the puzzle is, like, you yeah. have to, once once the dude's uh, finished working inside the server room, yeah. you're supposed to rig the system so that the door will remain unlocked once you leave so you can get yeah. into the server room. Yeah. And so what you do is you go to, there's also a doorknob on that door, and while it's open, you just kind of flick the doorknob. You, you open just, it so the tongue of the door throw, is sticking out. You throw the deadbolt. Yeah, you throw the deadbolt. Yeah. But doors with giant that open and close that lock with a giant valve wheel well don't have deadbolts. So I didn't because I, I mean, used to work in a bank I mean, and I worked inside a vault for sure, three months. Sure, they I, did they put you in there? Yeah, I, I, mean, I they, was sorting they, mail in a bank. They went like they went like <laughs> here's it the really, chamber. I stepped <laughs> through the big round. It yeah, really like, was car- I I uh, I couldn't listen to the radio because it was, you couldn't yeah, get a reception. Yeah, yeah, there was no reception. It was that kind of thing, and I know like. Yeah, vault doors don't have no. Dead well, you lock can't. You can't because anything. It's it's like it's like saying that you would use a deadbolt on double doors. Yeah, exactly. Don't that's bolt the, to you don't. You have but to, that's only because I have ex- or sliding personal doors. experience with sliding doors, valve doors. Yeah, exactly. Because like a deadbolt does. So it was one of those things where I couldn't. I couldn't even time. begin to see the solution to the puzzle because yeah. I was not expecting like there Bill, to be a deadbolt. If it makes bolt. you feel any better, I vividly remember some puzzles that I was stuck on, and that was one I was stuck on for a long, yeah, long okay. time. So I'm like I said, I I love Grim Fandango. The puzzles are not. It is beautiful. Well, it's it, like is the, beautiful. it was like the conversation I had with Conley where I'm like, at the end of the day, I like I like games, adventure games, oftentimes in spite of their puzzles, not because of their puzzles. Right. So yeah. there is no puzzle in Grim Fandango. I'm like, that's a great and puzzle. It seems like, like the inventory system in Grim Fandango is actually a little bit regressive because that was one of the nice things about the Scum Engine was that they laid everything out and they had a menu at the bottom of the screen. It took up a third of the screen. Which that, but still at least it was more like, user-friendly. Well, and like the whole, the verbs are not user-friendly. Like yeah. when you go back to the early Scum games where you have like Lick. That was uh, more user-friendly because I used to yeah. play, I used to play some of the old, uh, like, um, what are the sex games? Uh, Wait, leisure suit Larry, Larry and stuff. Yeah, like the that. Sierra system where it was just a text prompter. Yeah, the worst because you could type in whatever that, you wanted. That that is the ghetto. Aside from just playing a flat out text adventure, which yeah. that pretty much just was at that yeah. point, just had a graphical overlay. Uh, 
but that, I was, that was the worst. So at least that, yeah. like, that was my first experience. Well, that's why it was a Fandango. huge evolution. So technically, Grim Fandango's still way better than that. Yeah. But just, yeah. And like I said, I love everything else about Grim Fandango so far. Granted, I'm not super far into the game, but well, it's just I, funny that one UI decision is yeah, just enough to make it's me... It's enough I, to boil your biscuits. And the only thing, the only thing that's going to get me through the end of the game, I think, is just playing the game while listening to the commentary. Because commentary is great. I'll believe it. I need to go back and play it through again with the commentary. Yeah, so. But I mean, it's like, it's not like it's the year 2015 and every game has a perfect inventory system now. This is still a problem that games are trying to fix without <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, I, but I really do think that Telltale has kind of gleaned what I like from adventure games, which is they're just straight up character based. They're essentially visual novels. There's not really puzzles in them per se, or the puzzles that you have are just purely dialogue based as opposed to anything else. Yeah. And that's kind of all that I wanted from adventure games. Granted, I have yet to hit a Telltale game that has really rocked my world the way that uh, LucasArts Adventure Games did. But you know, it's... you think that's also part of just because you grew up with those games as opposed to now, like it's a little bit different. Right There's there. always going to be some degree of that, but I also think that I love Telltale, but they're very they're they feel there's a degree of mercenariness in their design and everything like that, and that they're never going to take a lot of how do I say this? That's only an asshole. It's a lot. Of, they do license games. Because they're looking for that demographic, and they're making games for that demographic, yeah. and it, which is kind of interesting that they what they why they did Wolf Among Us. That's kind of a surprising decision because it's not like Fables is a huge demographic. Yeah. I wonder if there was a Fables TV show in development or something that they thought that maybe it would turn into something more between now and then. But uh, they're often I don't know. I'm curious to see what Telltale's new original IP is. Yes, uh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, it's a game about me. What I really would it's about game development. It's like you have to make the next. Telltale game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's the way they make games, it sounds like it's kind of grueling creatively. Because yeah. it's like, it seems like there are different teams working on different episodes, which means by its nature, it may be harder to have an overarching. I don't know. I'm totally armchair quarterbacking. Pretty no, that hard makes right sense here. because as, as quickly as they've knocked stuff out, they need to have multiple teams. Exactly. If you're, if you're producing episodes of Game of Thrones, what was it? They had Wolf Among Us and. They're doing I Wolf think Among the Walking Us Dead and season Walking two Dead at the same, two at the same time, time, so that makes sense. That they it seems like it's teams. a pretty fucking it must be pretty schedule. Rough too, if, if most of the guys who were working on the Walking Dead left, not only left Telltale, but they're working on a game that is nothing like the Walking Dead. It's not mm-hmm. like they're making another adventure game, but they're and granted, it's supposed to be character based. You know, fireworks supposed to be fully. Stop looking at Tumblr while we're doing a podcast. Okay, fine. Anything good? <laughs> fully found a photo manip of The Shining. That's Jack trying to break into the room to kill his wife. <laughs> Except Jack is Anna from Frozen saying, "Do you want to build a snowman?" <laughs> and his wife says, "No, Anna, go away." And then it's Jack chopping the door in. Says Elsa, "Please." <laughs> PLS. One of my favorite internet memes is the use of PLS. Please, <laughs> please. Anyway, um, so yeah, anyway, um, video games. Uh, just to touch on uh, Break uh, Butter Call Saul real quick. You guys have never seen any Breaking Bad or anything like that. Nope. Or the fact that there's a spinoff that doesn't involve death and destruction. All I know is I, the to... joke I keep thinking is Netflix that this is the Lone Gunman of. Well, that's what everyone's X-Files. kind of predicting because Lone Gunman was made by the same guy who made Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and stuff like that. But this is about a like a kind of uh, there was a comic relief lawyer character from Breaking yeah. Bad, and now he's is he played by Bob spin-off. Odenkirk? Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. And now this is how he. Shows pretty much essentially how it takes place five years before the events of Breaking Bad, and kind of shows how he turns into a legitimate lawyer into the scumbag lawyer he is on huh. Breaking Bad because he shows up on Breaking Bad because you know the main characters are they're, they're they're dealing meth and stuff like that, and they get them manipulate themselves into a situation where they need a very cheap lawyer very quickly, 
And this guy, he's one of those guys who's like, he's an ambulance chaser. He has terrible ads mm-hmm. all over town called, you know, Better Call Saul. He's, his name is Saul Goodman. Although you find out in the series that his actual name is not Saul Goodman, but it's like something else. And like, it's a whole thing, but it's, it's cute. Is so it good so far? It's more funny than Breaking Bad was kind of sad and fucked up. This yeah. is still kind of sad and fucked up because on Breaking Bad, the Saul character, you just knew him as a lawyer. You didn't know anything about his personal life. Mm-hmm. In this prequel series, it <laughs> takes place five years before you find out that Saul... He has a brother who is uh, one of the founders of his the, the, this most successful um, law firm in Albuquerque, where the, mm-hmm. the, all the all these shows take place. Uh, but his brother is, you think at first, like his brother's retired from uh, practicing law because he's got some kind of disease. Like he's become super sensitive to electromagnetism, mm-hmm. and so he's living in this mansion with all the power turned off, and he doesn't have a refrigerator. He just has food in, in an ice box that's always uh-huh. melting and stuff. Like. And, but the, the insinuation, there's only been two episodes of the show, but you quickly realize that, no, it seems like this guy's actually kind of, he's he's losing his mind. He does, he's not actually, doesn't have this disease, but like, yeah, it's kind of sad and fucked up. And it's kind of, I don't know. It seems okay so far. But yeah. It's kinda pretty. So I'm just saying it's breaking bad, but like so far there's less death, death and destruction. Who knows? Yeah. There may really be more death and destruction, but it seems kind of Give it cool. time. It's just getting started. There's some funny parts. Is it on, is it on TV or it's is AMC. it a web only thing? Okay. Okay. Just, just like Breaking Bad. Okay. I keep forgetting um, that... Man, Sling TV should be out soon, though, for, like, Xbox One. It's like the thing where... So is Sling TV, like, a selective cable service? Yeah, that's the thing for 20 bucks a month, and I guess it's on, like, on Roku and stuff like that. I guess it's never coming out I know Brennan Chase did it, yeah. Yeah, what's Brenna this week was talking about how she... Because I, I didn't realize the service had just started up, like, last month, so it is brand new. I thought it had been around for a while. Hmm. But it seems like it's kind of cool. I guess I think AMC maybe one of the things to get on there. You know, like if they get Turner Classic Movies, that will be the day that is I... that one. Is that one of them? I'm saying if it is, then I am suddenly more interested. Oh man, Turner Classic Movies on Halloween is the best. At least it used to be ten years ago when I used to watch it at my parents' house. That was awesome because they would show a super obscure Halloween. Movie well, that's the thing like... that I love about Turner, Turner Classic What's Movies. The, the I would watch. I would discover the weirdest movies watching Turner Classic Movies. Um, let's see. Let's see. It looks like it's ESPN, 1 and 2, TNT, TBS, Food Network, HGTV, Travel, and El Rey. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, El Rey. I'll watch El Rey. Isn't that Robert Rodriguez? Yeah. It's got two TV shows on it. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, welcome back to the Boy Howdy Podcast. My name is Bill. Oh, we never did our introduction, did we? Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. Thank you guys for sitting through that intro. What are this we talking about this fully. week? Such a long intro. Let's take a little break, and then we'll come back for the game review, shall we? I thought we were just, I think this was the pre-show We're just getting talk. started, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's... I need to talk about, like, let me click on the show notes, iDarb, Princess Mononoke book, and Grand Budapest Hotel book. Should I just say that to my do you want to talk about them? Let's. Okay. All right, friends. We'll be back in a second. We'll be doing the Geek Week in Review. Speaking of which, didn't you guys go Lego shopping yesterday? We did not. We talked about it, but we did not. Uh, speaking of Lego, oh. I got bricks and minifigures. Yeah. Uh, what did you get from man, bricks and minifigures? Is this shit? I got a whole bunch of this dumb shit. So um, is this your first order from Bricklink? That's my second order. I can't 
some I books and some bottles. Books, swords. I got um, maces, telescopes, swords. Oh, you got uh, some, yeah, telescopes. Um, I got some jewels. Well, you really did just get a bunch of rings. Just, I just thought that. Oh, well, especially because I've got the Lego Star Wars Cantina and I've got the Parisian restaurant, so I ordered like a bunch of like uh, mugs yes, and metal yeah. fish. Metal fish. Yeah, uh, the fish bananas, loaves of bread, oh, pretzels. Oh, man, you had a shit ton of stuff. Bro. Bread's amazing. And just a bunch of little end caps. And I also did finish uh, yesterday. Was a terrible radio. Damn, Bill, you got a lot of Lego. Yeah, look like, at his little, how much was this? Like thirty bucks. This was only thirty bucks. Look at his little. Uh, I guess I get a lot of weird specialized stuff. Right. That's hard to find. And then, uh, yeah, so, yes, this is this is my yesterday was I finally bolted together the two uh, Lego cantinas that I had. Aw, Bill. And so I still it's not quite finished, but like the gist of it is all. Oh, oh Bill, man. that's so. Yeah, so like like I said, like one of the canteen is essentially just half of this. You can see how the bar like oh, would just Bill, get split really down the middle. Cute. And so that I have a whole like so this is this left man this uh, this is not going in the podcast because it's a terrible radio. But yeah, this like left side this is, is so what cute. it's supposed to look like when you build it normally. Yeah. And so this is what happens when I just kind of did a freestyling. Yeah. Just kind of like I did a whole uh, area for the it's the band. Actually, feel really touched. Well, I don't even consider freestyling because uh, I was still, I still had to make it so it matched this, like the rest, the, the sure, first Lego sure. set. It's, I want to, I want to build more freestyling stuff where I'm not even like. No, this is amazing. This yeah, is really cool. Slots, though. Yeah, and I try, I had to make it so it, like all slots together yeah, like this too. This yeah, this is really cool. It's really it's, cool. It's though. pretty awesome. But yeah, I still want to add more furniture and like little details yeah. and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, Aww, Bill. And still, my favorite feature of this whole thing is the fact that the seats slide out on the side. That's so good. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. That's so cute. Oh, man. Oh, Bill, this is really cute. Yeah. That's really good. Billy, can we go to break some minifigs? Can we take Jimmy and Bill to break some minifigs? Wow, what's Jimmy mean? Well, we were going to go play with Jimmy after this. Can we all go to break some minifigs? Break some minifigs. Since we didn't go yesterday, do you want to take all your kids to break some minifigs? Yeah! <laughs> We'll worry about that later. We're not gonna make uh, fully on the show commit to break some minifigs. But yeah, I got, got a these... lot of random garbage. I, that's why you know that well because I figured uh, since I was uh, was uh, resorting to using bricks and minifigures to get the hot dog man. Yeah. I thought well I just and it just happens to be the place I was getting the the hot dog man. Just happened to have all this extra junk that I. I just like, wanted to have stuff. Like a, this is like so, an ASMR. Well, aside from my <laughs> oh yeah again another reason why this is poor radio. Uh, well, aside from. Like the, I just have a little baggie that's full of all the extra pieces I've gotten from my other yeah. Lego sets. Yeah. But I don't have, any, I don't have like a Lego stash of just like random pieces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, and then also I did get uh, as part of the Brooklyn thing. I needed a bunch of extra tan and dark tan pieces sure, for yeah. the Lego. So I've just got this big thing of just like, yeah. Never need sand colored pieces for Benton or anything that's like that. That's pretty though. So. Yeah. yeah, though um, it's it's kind of fun and but at the same time stressful to freestyle with Lego because sometimes you don't you're like well I have to have this part in this color and you don't have it and it gets kind of stressful. Well, that's when I started <laughs> building the second half of this cantina last Saturday yeah. and I realized because I thought I could just take the pieces they gave me yeah. and build what I wanted and then I realized I I, I just needed more tan colors yeah and just yeah so I like that was part of the incentive because I've been working on a freestyle. Uh, Ironically, I've been working on a freestyle bar too. I've been working on Benton's bar, and it's been kind of stressful because I'm like, I don't have the right pieces. And it's just what kind of pieces? Do I got any pieces you need? No. You do you need not. guns or goblets? I have or lots of beer guns. Bottles? I just got some more beer bottles. Do you off need bananas? Of do, you, do you need Samur- ice cream cones? Samurai swords. Yeah, samurai yeah, swords. Like I got all kinds of swords. Do you need a loaf of bread? <laughs> 
I can help you. Wait, Bill, let's... may I please have a loaf of bread? Would you like a loaf of I bread? I don't have any loaves of I bread. I got like six loaves of bread. I will take a loaf of bread from no. you if you don't mind. Okay. Thank you, no. Bill. What Thank you, you for do? contributing. Do they eat if bread? If I step on that... This is the gentlest Lego piece to step on. Look at all those rounded corners. You not a single strap. Technically, you can put that in your. Do not put it in your mouth. Technically, you can put that in your urethra and not die. It's true. Unlike most Lego pieces. All right. Hey, everybody. This is time for the geek peek and review. Believe it or not, Fred's. Look, I made an ice cream cone. Where's the robot? Cute. Where's Lady Robot? I'm gonna give Lady Robot a blueberry ice cream. There we go. That sounds like a sex thing. Uh Guys, did you know the Toy Fair? Oh, that's when you eat a bunch of Slurpee. Did you know that there's Toy Fair going on this week in New York City? Hey, have you been paying attention to this? Sort of. Throw some notes down. None of the stuff is anything that I'm. I I mostly looked at it long enough to see. Not that this is applicable to Benton. I I just made a note of some stuff just like because it's Toy Fair and I seem obligated to make a note of some stuff. But uh, so cheap looking build your own lightsabers. Uh, yeah. So they have uh, you can buy like a lightsaber kit that comes with like so you can make like if you want a lightsaber that has like five blades sticking out of it you can build a cross guard saber from like the new Star Wars oh. movie you have one you can make like lightsaber size that's like, kind of cute though blades. because part of being a Jedi is making your own that's kind of I think that's kind of cute the sabers it's are like really cheap plastic the actual blades are like cheap colored plastic telescopes well and, and they like... have to come up with like lots of different configurations yeah, exactly. lots of components so you can like such like a bucket of handles and different configurations with like joints and stuff like that it's a cute idea so cute cute Lego sabers yeah. a 200 dollar lego tie fighter set that was intense i saw that it's like, which is fucking huge it's huge and it's like i think it's like 1800 pieces or something yeah like it, that. it's, it's one of the lego um star wars vehicles that's actually kind of too perfectly in scale to the size of the minifigure because it comes with a little tie fighter pilot right yeah. but yeah the tie fighters actually are surprisingly supposed to be big in the star wars universe and it is mm-hmm. a big fucking model yeah it's a cool. box i'm like jesus yeah. Christ. mostly that thing's air it's not like there's a lot of substance in the tie fighter you nerds will play it pay it that's all that um, matters. Uh, and a set of Bill Notes horrifying Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader nine inch action figures. So, yeah, these are tall. Maybe there's more it's like, like a build inch. your own action figure. Did you see the pictures? Yeah. Where? The whole idea is that they're like, it's by Lego. So they're made of different parts and you build it and you assemble an action figure. But they have like limbs and stuff and it's not yeah. like they're made out of normal Lego pieces. But like both Vader and Luke have like normal sculpted heads, but the rest of their bodies are kind of like weirdly robotic, which kind of mm. works for Darth Vader a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But like the Darth, not like, for human. Luke Skywalker looks like, he, there's a bad guy in, in the last Star Wars movie called uh, General General Grievous. Yeah. 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 Kind of robot. And that's what these parts, body parts look like. They kind of look like. Yeah weird jointy kind of like yeah. it looks kind of like it just looks gross and odd and just d- doesn't they've look said, like a lego product they've said that it's the first of a number of unannounced characters so get oh, ready for princess leia slave, slave leia, leia <laughs> with fucking robot tits which that's someone's fetish that's, oh, I mean, man. that's a thing that exists uh, Ta- talking to dylan yesterday robot tits. talking about fetishes and the fetishes yeah. guys like and i was like man dylan you don't understand how many dudes love lactating tits <laughs> She was horrified to hear this, which I later on I realized is horrible thing. When she, yeah, because she's, <laughs> she's trying to, she wants to have a baby someday, and I'm like, I didn't realize, but like, yeah, yeah, Bill, don't say things like that. Too. Which why would you say podcast? Pregnant but like, if you're you're talking to a male human being on Earth, you got more than 50 50 chance that if, if you say lactating titties, they're gonna go mm, breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, why is it saying it's big tip, bigger hey, tip? Hey, did you know that also? It is, it is also fair, some make your own Did you know that also <laughs> at the Toy Fair they announced a bunch of Jurassic Park stuff? Did you know uh, this? Yeah. So it means more dinosaur toys, so yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they com- released the complete Lego sets of all the, the, the Jurassic Park. I saw Park people complaining because I guess in the past Lego has done dinosaurs before, yeah, and the dinosaurs yeah. are yes. actually made of Lego pieces. Yeah. But these uh, Lego 
these they've done both they've done cast lego parts before yeah in this just one like this it's like, all you know. like pre-made it's it's not like like dinosaurs aren't made out of legos they're just like they're, they're well, it's like, like do-backs like like they're pre-sculpted just like yeah. well, or like like the crocodiles where they're quote-unquote you know you put them together quote-unquote but, but you're like, yeah, but you did you see or like horses, horses because the toys are, like are the first information people have gotten about the dinosaurs in the new jurassic park movie it's yeah. like it's like common there's like there's a flying t-rex so it's essentially what? like a pteranodon with a t-rex head what and there's a it's Man, half... ron howard's daughter what are you doing that's what <laughs> it's totally I, which kind of blows me out because like, the first jurassic movie had some kind of like vague kind of like they had some actual like paleontologist work on it yeah so it was at least one this yeah. one totally is it's yeah. written and designed by ron ron swanson's uh, da- the kids <laughs> but they have like it's like triceratops mixed with stegosaurus in yeah. some, which I get it's cute but I'm like yeah this is I don't know I'm kind of torn because I, that's great you know, I love the you know, you know that uh, the um the commercial the PSA that was the Native American that was actually an Italian yeah, dude no, standing I, inside the room that's Conley right now <laughs> Conley is just you know what it'd be great <laughs> if they made terrible Grim Fandango toys that also had dinosaurs that weren't politically correct dinosaurs politically correct. that also yeah that we could also hate on but uh, yeah they let's see bill is sad because we saw no star uh, star wars force awakens stuff or lego quickie mart yeah because uh, they already announced that there's gonna be a whole bunch of well no it wasn't announced but it was leaked that there's gonna be a whole bunch of force awakens stuff later this year well sure and i imagine yeah. that stuff for like like with the jurassic park stuff where it's like oh this is our first glimpse in the movie i imagine that disney slash lucas is like clamping no, they'll down keep, yeah they'll keep shit. it under wraps until like yeah jj abrams convention. like his surprises oh. um funko uh announced more of the pop uh series with some harry potter stuff and also orphan black so i guess really? you're so blonde yeah. have you guys are you guys I, yeah, fucking black? hate funko's pop series fucking but hate you them. got one i did get one i you hate the them only i got one of the only cute ones also we can talk about this because i don't like the way they look them. they're just unappealing they're slightly I, there unappealing. are random cute ones yeah. though ones where i'm yeah, like yeah oh, there are some that it, where that aesthetic kind of works they're flukes yeah but they're yeah. flukes the robin hood one was totally a fluke right? yeah just ended i for the most part if you take a head and make it kind of scrounded square and then put dead black eyes on them it's really unappealing yeah they look like a how to turn your dragon 2 character it's really um, bad. So I guess Orphan Black has a character who gets stabbed in the eye at some point because that's yeah. a lot of terrible things. A lot of terrible things. If you Orphan Orphan Black is great, but Funko uh, Funko Pop it seems it has pretty much everything. If you can think of anything, you know, they, they announced do, like some yeah. Doctor Who stuff, which I'm surprised that wasn't the first thing Punk Funko Pops ever made. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. So but yeah, good for them. Is that Rachel that gets stabbed? I can't remember. It's a blonde yeah. lady. Yeah, it's it's short hair. It's yeah, yeah. That's kind <gasps> oh, of funny. Me looking at toys and like, oh, that's a spoiler for something I'll watch someday. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's how Sarah gets. So out. if there's a blonde oh, clone, right. I know she's gonna get stabbed in the right eye. Man, or from black, yeah, left eye. Yeah. Bill, Bill, if you haven't watched, oh, okay, you need to watch Orphan Black. Bill, I couldn't get past actually... the insertion sex scene in the first episode. Oh, I forgot that that was your thing. Yeah, Bill? well, you pointed out to me. <laughs> you can think. Yeah, you can actually see the moment. She out the moment of penis insertion, and like I didn't glance, and I. I'd go back and like, oh yeah. <laughs> she's sitting there, she's drinking a soda, and she's like checking Twitter, and then suddenly she goes, oh, and that's when the penis goes. <laughs> oh, Bill. Uh. Anyway, also at Toy Fair, beyond insertion, Funko Pop action figure. That should be one of them. That's the one Funko Pop action figure where it has white, round, big eyes. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. large evil corporation vinyl Back to the Future slash Ghostbusters so, figures. So, I don't know if this is a thing. So, somebody on, I'd, I'd seen these uh, pictures passed around on Twitter and Tumblr. This guy was doing, um, arts, like, fan art of, like, old 80s mm-hmm. stuff. 
uh, like Back to the Future Ghostbusters and stuff. Uh, his art style is very stiff, kind of like figures with like large, big, white eyeballs, and very good at caricature and stuff like that. And I guess that's being turned into a li uh, line of toys by this company called Large Evil Corporation. It's going to be vinyl stuff. But they have a great, like, Doc that is a great caricature of Steve uh, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. Uh -huh. It's kind of very cute. And also, I don't see that much in the way of God. Back to the Future. Or, I, or, or, I, or Ghostbusters toys. I really so. like vinyl designer toys. Like, I really like the idea of pretty them. Cool. Oftentimes, the execution <laughs> is not quite down oh, into. Tattoo is pretty cool. Yeah, I actually really like What's those. That? Now I'm looking at um, their Oh, you're just looking characters. at the we did, we did find one and then, like, went and search for it and drop like $160. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll pay oh, money wait, for thing? a good one. Just a good vinyl toy? Oh, yeah, they did the, um, uh, the Shot of, of the Dead one. Yeah, exactly. Really that's, good. that's, okay. yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we, yeah, we've dropped some serious money on vinyl toys in our time, which is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm glad bought. that there aren't more that we'd like. Yes. That's what, every time there's a toy fair, like, I'm always like, oh man, what if something cool gets announced? And sometimes there'll be cool stuff, but like, it's bad enough. Man, yeah, Eric and Matt showed up yesterday while I was in the middle of working on the Lego Cantina. Mm -hmm. And I had all this Lego shit around. I have mm -hmm. all these fucking plastic Lego shit on yeah, my yeah. shelf. And I just realized it'd been a while since they'd been in here. Since, yeah. I really, since you got me playing <laughs> yeah, with more sorry. Lego than usual. Sorry. Uh, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. No, but I there was a moment where I came in where I suddenly felt like a hoarder because I had Lego <laughs> all over the table. I have all these minifigures <laughs> in front of the TV. And just like they could see, like I have, I have the, um, the, 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 the goddamn. What? The, the detective's office. The detective's yeah. office. And just like. I was like, yeah, See, I kind of got is, the Lego a bit more since the last time you guys have been over. You haven't seen, you've seen my desk, oh, yeah, though, where I've got, yeah. like, the big fucking containers But to me, compared to what I was doing a year ago, this this makes yeah. me look like I just, I just lost my mind, which is no, great, but I am running out of space to put shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, my bone-colored collector's edition and uh, boxed copy of Nausicaa. We gotta, we gotta get you I'm some more to, shelves. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like, Actually, we're, we're going to eventually get rid of our big red shelf, yeah. and it would probably fit. Yeah, on the wall here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking, even if I just went to IKEA, they have like, well, mm -hmm. this is a thing a lot of nerds are using these days. But they have that glass, like tall, yeah. display case. Joe's like, got what, one upstairs. Bucks, yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, like, you can light it up and stuff too. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. Although there this, you go. I don't know if the Lego Cantina maybe will get into that, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, it's a problem. We both have it. That's why we're reorganizing our office so that Benton can spread out. So Jesus anyway, they also announced at Toy Fair Batman the Animated Series action figures, including a very cool light up two foot long Batmobile. Which just looks like a giant plastic brick. Because I forgot the <laughs> Batmobile original yeah. animated series is just like yeah. a brick yep. with lights. That's pretty and that's cool. I was waiting for that to end differently. Giant two foot long light up. Batman. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Uh-huh. Uh, penises that light up. In Are other there news. that light up? Probably. Probably. Because would that be things? I know they're glow-in-the-dark dongs. Because you think, if you get bright enough so that, like, like ladies can shine out through her womb. Wow. Like an LED in there? Be like E.T.'s heart. You know, like, when you were doing that thing with my LED flashlight, you were showing, like, looking through oh, your I was nail? Like, I, well, I was like, I saw how crappy my nail polish was. Have you was. never done the thing where you took a flashlight and put it up under your boob and kind of looked down and go, oh, that's gross. Boobs, <laughs> my boob is dense as shit, dude. That really? wouldn't do much. Well, yeah, you, you got I got tickle bitties. That wouldn't work on either of us. And I don't think anyone whose breast was large enough that you could place a light source underneath it would be visible. Hillary. <laughs> Bill's not thinking about this. Did I just reveal too much about me? No, I've not. Well, did I no, try? No. no, I think I did once when I was a kid or something. No, when are you go on vacation this week, and now you know what to <laughs> now do. Now I know what I'm. We're gonna, gonna get a hella torch. A hella torch. Wait, do you guys, 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 the guys breasts? have milk ducks. Well, I imagine your breast matter is not doesn't have as much shit in it. 
Because I have much, like, but it's still basically like biologically. It's the game you know we can review where we I'm talk saying, about and tits. I do how not do have your tits. Work? Let's put it that way. You you have how how boobs work. Google. Hold on. No. Flashlight tits. I'm, that's what I'm googling. What's in a titty? <laughs> Sorry if I laughed and ruined it. Uh, here, let's try it again. Google. Oh no, flashlight tits. What's in a titty? Yep. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That it becomes a thing. You get to see all the veins. They see that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man, that why is, are we doing this? This podcast is the worst podcast in the world. Someone was asking me oh. the other day, they're like, a coworker was like, I mentioned casually that I do a podcast. And they're like, oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, I'm not telling you about it. I'm not, not telling you where you can find it. Not telling no. you. No. Oh, hey. hey. What? I never thought I'd actually put a flashlight under my balls. Steve, <laughs> hey. Steve, <laughs> Our friend of the friend. <laughs> I know this guy works on Adventure Time. That's a big one. Steve Wolfhard like, tweeted that for his Valentine's Day, he, put, he surprised his wife by putting his balls against a glass door. <laughs> Alyssa Wolfhard's gonna write the most amazing tell all book oh someday. God. She's looking for the crazy person. Oh, I love Steve. One of the best possible ways. Steve. Steve is super depressive and crazy, but fun and cute. Well, and it's, like... it's nice also to have people who talk openly about their shit. Because I struggle with depression, and but I don't always share. Well, it's funny too, because he's a sweet guy, and he and like sometimes he will just come up with, yeah, I just press my balls against the glass. <laughs> like, because like that's it's not like he's it's not like me where I'm known just for like tweeting about ter- <laughs> terrible stuff. Steve. It just kind of comes out, and you're like, wow. Wow, okay, yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast, where we talk about friends on Twitter and the things they tweeted. Yeah. Did you know that according to an unsubstantiated rumor, Nintendo tried to buy the gaming rights to Harry Potter in 1998? Yeah, this one around this week, I'm not quite sure what the source is, but it did come with a bunch of supposedly what was concept art from Nintendo. This well, is before the movies were made. Was yeah. that before the Wii? 98? Yeah, that that's for the Wii. That's that the back high, in the day. That's Nintendo sixty four era. Wow. Um. Yeah. That supposedly they yeah, whipped up Harry a whole bunch Potter of art. Then? And specifically Nintendo of America going after the Harry oh. Potter, and specifically not just like the rights to make Harry Potter games, but to get the exclusive rights to all Harry Potter games. Interesting. And to think that somebody at Nintendo was like, "We this Harry Potter thing seems interesting enough that like we want this to essentially be like I don't know if they're, they're next to Mario, but they yeah like because N- Nintendo's never gone after any kind of license stuff like that. Yeah. So we're to think like who knows if this is actually true but like I said it came with uh, never before seen art that no one's ever seen before so this is either an elaborate hoax or it's the truth and that would have been interesting if they had managed to it's an interesting alternate universe to and imagine. they would have if they had managed to score those rights they would have been the first people to actually really create an adaptation of Harry Potter outside of the book so they could have helped hmm. define what like what it was yeah what it looks like, like. yeah oh. like Hermione because there's been some like weird anime shit <laughs> I'm sure you know what it was. The, probably someone at Nintendo read the cat girl scene where she gets turned into a cat girl. And they were like... They're like, oh yeah, this is good. The Japanese... Yeah, this is our Japanese sensibilities. How can we turn this into awesome like video game hentai? Yeah. Can we give her lactating breasts and then shine a flashlight hey, between hey, them? Hey, let's go on to the next piece. Bill got this out of order, so I'm going to reverse it. Eurogamer had a piece uh, about the kid who won Curiosity, What's in the Cube, who whose surprise was he was going to be the god of all gods and goddess. That never happened. No, I thought this was... No, that came first. That oh, really? The shotgun thing only came out on, like, what, Thursday or Friday? Monday. Monday? Yeah. Because uh, I read Euro Rock Gamer, Paper, the Shotgun did an interview was... with Peter Molyneux on Friday mm. where they specifically talked about their article coming out on Monday. And even... The Eurogamer article came out on Monday. I, the interview. I thought, so, okay, I thought it was Rock Paper so Shotgun did a thing saying, oh, so what happened to the to the goddess Kickstarter? Yeah. And I thought Eurogamer then followed up with a piece, well, what happened to the kid who was supposed to be the god of curiosity? That was and a then really Rock Paper's... article. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let's put it this way. Peter Molyneux had a bad fucking week. He did! And, but I'll say, I was explaining this fully this morning because she's like, what happened with Peter Molyneux? 
So I had to break down the whole thing that happened this week, which is essentially Peter Molyneux is prone to, let's just say, exaggeration in development. Or he t- he's prone, prone to talking about pie-in-the-sky things that are like what you talk about your goals during he development. He blue sky stuff in front of people. That's the thing. He blue skies in marketing, which is bad. He goes, hmm, what would be good exactly. next year? And then he tells people to find... That is the idea for my next yeah, game. That exactly. Would, yeah, exactly. So, and this has burned him many times before, but this week has been bad because he, he did a Kickstarter, which was really bad because you're you're pro- making promises up front before a product has even started. And he, he went pretty far. It went pretty badly. Uh, well, the most damning thing I saw was, I think it was the first Rock Paper Shotgun article, had him claiming, saying that we, like, we, we knew that there was just not enough money even yeah. if we got this Kickstarter successfully funded, we knew that this was not enough to get this game made. Right. And pretty much him admitting that his Kickstarter right. was never meant to work as designed and that he was going to have to find a publisher. Well, I Even think... though the whole point of the Kickstarter was, hey, you're our publisher now, we're not going to go look for a publisher. Right. Well, I think but it's then... one thing after the fact, because this was also a time, this is like 2012, yeah. which was not uncommon for Kickstarters to blow, blow past their initial asking. Yeah, this is still in the, in, in the afterglow of the Double Fine stuff. Mm-hmm. and But this is the first time anyone's... Ha- Anyone had Peter Molyneux pretty much admitting that, yeah, I, I, I intentionally misled people. It wasn't just him, like, blue-skying in front of people, but him Well, he's, saying, he said, he's like, the thing about Kickstarter is it's all or nothing, and we made a lot of promises at the end to get all. To get, yeah, make, yeah. To, to make sure people donated extra, which yeah. that... It's just kind of shitty. Peter Molyneux already has Peter a shitty Molyneux. enough reputation without him coming out but saying, that, we lied. We, I admit, we I could people not, to get extra money. I could not finish that Rock, Paper, Shotgun interview because the first question was... Would you? The second one, yeah, the actual interview. That you're a pathological liar, which is from their perspective, I can see why. Because at this point, it's not. So- you you brought up you brought up a really interesting point because you were just like at that point, if I were him, I would have hung up. Click. Boom, done. Because what the fuck? Yeah. Like you know what? Peter Molyneux is a blowhard, and he. But Jesus that Christ. is my question. Is it's not so much the question is 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 the question now is is. Does Peter Molyneux lie on purpose, or is this just weirdly compulsive and he can't stop himself? Well, what I think it is, I think it's genuinely like he is a he's a dreamer, right? And he doesn't have he doesn't have the the know like the the self control to not say that true. shit out loud to people. But the rock, the first rock paper shotgun thing that came out this week, especially specifically about the Kickstarter, not the interview, but the first sure. expose piece, really painted him as someone who. Aside from that, also just willfully just actually does like knowledgeably just lie just to manipulate his fans, which if once you start feel... bringing in that mal- uh, not maleficence <laughs> maliciousness, yeah, that suddenly paints Peter Holt Molyneux not in just like he's an affable idiot, yeah, not idiot, but well, like yeah, but he's over enthusiastic. Like... It goes yeah. from being just him being over enthusiastic to maybe he's actually legit kind of an asshole. Who's it's kind of fucking so things up. weird. Like, uh, gaming culture is so weird because we're all of us, we're so connected to the end product, but the way things are made is so complicated and sprawling and strange that, and so obtuse mm-hmm. that, but because we're so close to the end product, we all feel very close to it and we feel a lot of ownership over we it. We really do. And it's, and it's well, gaming, especially once you get Kickstarter involved in that too, we yeah. kind of do kind of can lay gaming, a claim to ownership. Gaming culture is just strange. And like this the 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 nature to armchair quarterback shit 
and like it, consumers build a narrative and then that narrative is the truth mm-hmm, yeah. it's like like for example gamergate is a perfect example of this where things happened but you have certain aspects of the subculture creating a narrative and that's the narrative of what happened yeah. gaming culture does that all the time we all have these things and i'm culpable of it too where it's like we all have these narratives that we tell of why things are the way they are it's like essentially this folk these folk stories of why games are this way or that right now there's legend that nintendo tried to get the copyright to harry potter Seriously? you know and that's just a basis like, rumor on the internet but we just report on it like, like rrr, rrr, rrr. Ken, the yeah. ken levine article on on polygon where it's all like obsessed with his rippling pecs and everything like that and now this is part of who it's part of the mythology of that guy now, now. Yeah. and it's yeah. just like it's so weird our relationship with gaming celebrities because fable 3 came out while you yeah. guys were we love fable yeah i fable 2 is is one of the best gaming experiences we ever had one of the best zingers though because uh when the guy on Rock Paper Shotgun, every goddamn thing was like, "Why do you lie so much?" It was yeah. so fucking repetitive. I really love Rock Paper Shotgun, but I could not get to. It that was article. it was legitimately bad. I could appreciate what that guy was trying to do. Like, I'm gonna get in that guy's face. I'm gonna ask him yeah. the real yeah. questions. But that was the only. He was not. Peter Molyneux he's did renege on promises he made. Peter, Peter he didn't really want answers. He just wanted to yell at Peter Molyneux for yeah. half an hour. Because there's questions you can ask about, like, why did this happen? Who's doing this? Yeah. What's happening there? That's not just, like, why do you lie Or so even, much? like, what do you have to say for yourself? What, you, what answer did he expect yeah. Yeah. from Peter Molyneux? That's an unanswerable like, question. You anyway. got it. You, I'm a pathological liar. Why, yeah. why do you, why you, you figured it out. Fucking fun. <laughs> Peter first answer should have been, "I can't. I don't know. I can't hear you over the sound of this gr- this mythical mythological griffin I'm riding <laughs> above the heavens right now." Yeah. What did you say? What was that question? I love uh, tacos made of uh, out of starlight. Oh, you can just fuck with them. But... It's just like I, I do not forgive Peter Molyneux for what he did. I think this is a really shitty situation that he put himself in, but he put himself there. And he, I mean, like curiosity is like a perfect example of Peter Molyneux at his peak Peter Molyneux-ness. Yeah. Just saying, like this amazing thing that everyone wants that will change your life is you get to be involved in my next game. Like even if that happened, that's like such a fuck. That's Peter Molyneux right there. Yeah. But like. It, we've all known this. Like, this is not new, Peter. This is not Peter Mullen. Well, you. To me, the only thing that changed <laughs> the story was the insinuation it. that, like, maybe, he, like, when he admitted this week that, like, he he intentionally, like, deceived people with this with Kickstarter. Which you can even say, like, a lot of people ask for not as much as they really need because well, then, you're, also, you're, then you're afraid of not getting the money. Get. A Kickstarter is also a press release. Yeah. It is. Like, you're not in a Kickstarter. They have their whole risks and challenges section, but you're not actually going to say, well, this or that. I mean, it's like with the with the Double Fine Productions Kickstarter. Had they gotten their $400,000, they would barely have been able to make the first episode. If yeah, that, exactly, yeah. it would have to be really dialed back. And it like they never you never you're never gonna be realistic with the Kickstarter. One of yeah. the reasons why I really admire Matt and Erica of Ojoy Sixtoy and the reason why the way they do Kickstarters is they're pretty fucking honest. They're like we're they with their last Kickstarter, they're like, We're not going to have a bajillion stretch goals because we want this to be sustainable. We just want to publish our books. Cause the thing about Kickstarters, you do have to promise the moon to succeed. And then you have to fucking make the moon, the moon happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's the a Kickstarter is just marketing it is a press release to get people to sign on and give you money mm-hmm. you're it's not a place for honesty it's not a place for truth it's a sales tool and for but it's a sales tool that exists and it's what we all signed on for so people just fucking nail your balls well, to the wall and the rock paper shotgun guy kept on hammering in the sky about like how did you not understand how much money you're gonna need you've been in this industry for 30 years how do you not anticipate yeah. how much the game is gonna cost yeah. and 
And uh, Papyrus Maloney was honest in saying, like, you never really know how much stuff is going to cost. And even if yeah. you think you know how much stuff is cost, like, like there's a thousand different factors that can lead to yeah. the expenses for that game going up, like publisher issues, like yeah. fucking teams with issues with your staff, te- technological issues. Yeah. You ha- like, uh, Which it sounds like they all had with, yeah, with this If game. you have to redo, like, parts of the game because the first version didn't work out because the design wasn't good or for technological yeah. reasons, you can't, yeah. you can never, the games are, like, it's always a moving target with your exactly. budget with games. Which is completely justified, but even then, the rock, paper, shotgun guy was still like, well, how do you not know? You, you're supposed to be an expert. And, like, that was an honest yeah. answer for Peter all you with. He was right. Yeah. And then Rock, Paper, Shotgun guy was being a dick. But the best zinger in that whole interview was the guy yelling at Peter Molyneux about how come all your games are late? All your games are late. And Peter Molyneux says, there's only been one time where I've stuck to a uh, schedule into a budget with a game, and that was with Fable 3. And I think everyone can agree that, like, that is the one game I should not have done that. I should, I, and, oh, like, wow. that's, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Peter Molyneux zing. Yeah. That's yeah. Because that's, that, that's one of his most reviled games. And, yeah, even he, yeah. It's just kind of, well, well, people are I know. At the same I time, like, but at the uh, same time, yeah. if he's, that's only if he's incompetent. <laughs> if he's an asshole, then fuck yeah. Peter Molyneux. Yeah. It's hard to tell exactly how much is, what's the ratio there. I know uh, Kelly Nelson mm-hmm. was really on Twitter. was like, fuck this guy. Well, because she, Kelly, Kelly's perspective is from, as the spouse of someone and who's been involved with exactly, the gaming industry yeah. for a long time that's been burned by auteurs. And Peter Molyneux right now, this god, goddess thing, he is foisting off to a skeleton team that's being led by an ex-intern. Yeah. So we can go off and on to his next game and not finish well, this new one. And you'll know that completely all of these, to say, fuck that guy. All of these articles are talking to Peter Molyneux. They're not talking to the, the the, the well, devs so, did you see that burned. dev video where they came yeah. out with where like mostly Peter Molyneux and everyone else and the other two guys is who, one of which is one of the main sources for the rock paper sh- shotgun article that started yeah. this whole thing yeah. talking about how incompetently everything's being done over at 22 cans I'm so surprised the that guy's guy is like, still with the company yeah, he's, like, that's my thing. he's like yeah um, I like this company. I think Goddess will be a good game. I'm so surprised that guy is still there. Because that was the whole thing that happened with this fully. I didn't uh, explain to you. The, all the, Well, this has all been boiling your yeah, head. But really what boiled your head is that the current dev, that guy who was a backer, became an intern, yeah. and is now the lead designer, he posted a disgruntled, po- disgruntled post to their forums. And that kind of brought this all to a head About recently. how badly the whole project is being run and how it's all falling yeah. apart and that if he doesn't get more involved, the whole thing's never going to happen. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, he's still working there. Like, oh my god, like, if I said anything like that with a company, like, you would get shit can You would stay for, like, long enough for no one to notice. Melanie would have been justified shooting him in the face Seriously? on camera. It should have been, like, that should have been an ISIS uh, beheading video. It's like, like, we can all agree that Kickstarter is a great tool, but is also a fucking curse. A fucking curse both ways. So this is pretty much video games in a nutshell right Oh here. my god. Developer promising too much. Well, and, and, like, and, and, and it's also like dorks and... the biggest indictment of auteur culture is that this is essentially an auteur who everyone believed in him because he was an auteur, including the vet devs, and now who's suffering but the devs. Did you guys not go to see Interstellar last night? Speaking of auteurs? No. Oh, okay. I've heard the bathrooms are terrible. That's right. Spider-Man, uh, as we discussed earlier, going to be in a Marvel movie, and then Marvel gets to help Sony not make Spider-Man stand-in movies not suck. So, can we admit that we're all too old to really suggest who could play a teenage Peter Parker or Miles Morales? <laughs> yeah. can you that name, we're all that culturally name, out of touch? Can you name a single actor under the age of 18? <laughs> not that okay, would not keep under them... the age of 18, but I, the only person that I could think of... Um... I have a feeling I know who you're going to say. Oh, is I'm... it an actor from Teen Wolf? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. 
do it. Which I don't know if that's no, going to be anyway. But, but no, yeah. Dylan O'Brien would not be a bad white Peter Parker, but, you know, they're... What if they did not do Miles Morales, but did black Peter Parker? Would that drive would people nuts? Oh, great. it would. Yeah. It would drive people nuts. What's his name? I don't think they could Daniel O'Brien? Uh, uh, what's his name? O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. Uh, Dylan O'Brien Does he is like twenty five years old. old. To hear Andrew Garfield, no, is but like that's what I'm saying. No, Dylan O'Brien looks like a twelve. year old In the vast majority of high school movies, all the yeah. actors are in their mid twenties. This is true. That's it's a not Hollywood like... teenager. But Dylan O'Brien, he would actually make the looks from. Oh, he's man. a charming schmuck. He's he a would... charming schmuck, and he would make he would. He's a good sense of humor, and he has really good physicality. To yeah, him. he would. Be I kind of bad. if again if they were doing an older Spider Man, I would totally want Donald Glover from Community because yeah. it's funny because uh, the first Spider Man movie that. Well, the the Avengers movie that he's is it Avengers or is it the one Captain America movie that Spider Man's supposed to be part of? I have Regardless no idea. which one it is, it's supposed to, it's being done by the Community guys, and if they've already worked with Donald Glover, yeah. and Donald Glover was already like somebody that like there was a fan effort to try to get cast as Spider Man before. Yeah. I'd be fucking great. Also, black superhero that'd be great. Oh, this is the other thing too. I saw people upset because they knocked back Miss. Is it Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel? Yeah, they knocked uh, and Black Panther back by yeah. by six months to make room for the new Spider Man movie, which that's not surprising. It is suck. They have to like here's the minority movies getting pushed back. Yeah, for Spider Man, but man. Also, I'll just I mean, who cares about Black Panther, Miss Marvel, you know Spider Man? People... people actually give a shit about Spider Man. That's I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're still on the docket. Marvel yeah. to come out and say, "Fuck you, <laughs> But speaking of going out to a movie franchise and going. Fuck you, we got Spider-Man. Bing! How much does it suck to work on Ant-Man now? <laughs> and you're like, not only did we lose the one guy that the only reason anyone cared about this movie, yeah. but now that they got Spider-Man, what the fuck did they need Ant-Man for? <laughs> I was like, you know what? They'll probably just We already it. got a bug, dude. Sony, you know what? Marvel's just going to put that out in torrents as soon as that's done. They're gonna like, you know what? We're going to put this out in theaters. We don't feel like... like we don't, we don't want to inconvenience people by making them go out to theaters to see this shit, but we'll just put it out there. Yeah. So, the most important news this week was that Bethesda announced that they're having their first ever E3 press conference. Annie, because you said that out loud, because you it's chose to get excited, it's guaranteed you to be it anything cannot be fallout It for. cannot be fallout for. <laughs> so yeah, Bethesda has never done this before, where they've actually announced we're going to have a press conference at E3. It's got to be something. They've said that they are not going to announce fallout at at, at GDC, which, which is makes sense because GDC well, doesn't GDC usually get announcements not. like that. To do. Yeah, and Skyrim was only announced just uh, like a pre-baked commercial for uh, the video game awards, like you know, that I'm the, the year before it came out. Bethesda, that's the thing. One of the things that I really like about Bethesda is they only tend to start hyping shit when it's almost done. Is there okay? Assuming this is Fallout Four, is there any chance that comes out this year? I don't know. Yeah. Sure, I'd say maybe for the holidays. Guys, they've had enough time to work on it. The other things I like, too, I forgot they did Dishonored. I don't think it's going to be Dishonored, too, just because well, they, could, uh, they haven't had time. They could, they could announce both games. There's no reason it has to be all one game. But I, I would I, like to see another Dishonored. I would like to see another Dishonored, too, but I also would want a Dishonored game that has time to be made. A lot of people... Because 2012 is not that long ago. A lot of people are suggesting, actually, it's probably another... Elder Assassin, Scrolls game. Assassin's Creed game. Uh, just they because... just announced Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, Elder well, Scrolls Online is not even a year old, The reason old, because right? I guess Skyrim has sold so many more copies than Fallout did that people, uh, they, they got to be hitching their wagons. They, hmm. like, I was like, no, Fallout. That's what everyone's asking for. And like, you could do... Uh, Fallout, I don't know, Fallout 4, come on, just do it. Yeah, because Skyrim only came out... I guess Skyrim was 2011. Skyrim has been out for a while, yeah. Huh. It feels like... But it came out, like, less than a year after it was announced. It was almost exactly yeah. a year, because it was announced at, like, well, Christmas. And it came out, like, the next that the next Christmas, essentially. But, yeah, so. Fallout 3 has been since 2008. It's time. Really? 
Yeah. Almost just, just like a decade. Because I forgot. Oh, because oh, I forgot one of the launch titles for the old consoles was Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. And what? They knocked out. I that was 2006. Was... They knocked out Fallout 4 only two years later. Man, so I forgot because that was one of the first games that I was really got into when Foley and I first got started dating. And what? I just fully I became hated a widow. Fallout. Because she became a Fallout widow. I became a Fallout widow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, poor I did. Foley. What if it's online multiplayer and you can guys come explore the world of Fallout 4 because together? It's she, like, because they only have one console. Do you buy two consoles? No. I'll buy, I'm going to buy you guys a second console and, for Christmas. I sort of, your wedding gift is going to be another the PlayStation 4. And here's the... yeah. And Foley mm. doesn't like Fallout. I mean, it's... You enjoyed New Vegas because it had Zoe Bell in it. Yeah. I need to go back and play New Vegas because a lot of people say that's their favorite. It's just, my favorite. That just bounced but off me. Well, here's the thing. New, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because New Vegas is exactly like Dragon Age 2. It is a smaller, more contained. It story. is a small. Well, also, it's a it's a spinoff that's like not necessarily a lot of technological advancements, so people tend to slag on it for that reason, and it's also kind of buggy, and so people pound on it for what it is not. Yeah. But if you take it as what it is, it's a smaller, more contained no, story with a more contained and interconnected world, and therefore, and with more contained and interconnected characters. Mm-hmm. So I much prefer it. So anyway, Foley's now playing with Lego because she's officially <laughs> like stop talking about Fallout. So, anyway, fingers crossed, Fallout 4. If so, then my wife, we will spend part of our honeymoon with me just thinking about Fallout. Well, I was thinking about, I was just about to make the joke, any game that, like, lets you play, listen to more old-timey radio while playing is always a good thing. But did you hear see that Bioshock 2 got taken off of Steam and all the digital platforms? It's been, it's, they've been talking about that for a while. And the rumor is that they're taking out some of the old licensed music. Because, like, some of the licenses uh, uh, supposedly went dry, so they're going to have to replace it. Man, I didn't think about that, that video games are going to start hitting in the same shit like old TV shows. Like can't come to DVD because of the music. Yeah, music license, especially like stuff like. What do you think? Fall, Bioshock Two. It's not like you have to they have to talk to Taylor Swift people or anything. Yeah, like that. Well, you, you think the estate of like Benny Goodman? Yeah, is probably not gonna be like ranking up like you guys. You know, they're not gonna be like give us more money, give us more. I mean, you still have to pay for those rights and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if there was like one licensee yeah. that suddenly like the, one person the estate of Danny Kaye just suddenly went yep. fucking crazy and they're yep. like, we want fifty thousand yeah. dollars for the song or something. Oh man. Uh, a, a bunch of ex-Rare guys teased a Banjo-Kazooie spiritual successor in Edge magazine. Yeah, so they're specifically talking about how they're making a Nintendo 64-sized team. Like a team mm-hmm. of like 10 to 12 people that are going to make... Uh-huh. All they keep on saying it's a, a Banjo-Kazooie spiritual success, uh, successor. They have... Uh, actually, I think the most important guy working on the game is the same guy who did the music for all the old Rare games. Frank nice. Kirk-Hope Kirk- Kirk- did the music for like Donkey Kong Country and yeah, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Most alarmingly, the head character designer, who is also the voice of Banjo Kazooie, is the head guy on this game. Yeah. Which we need another character who goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's voicing all the characters in the game, and I'm like, wait, they what's said the that. Voice? Yeah. What's the... and man. they make it sound like a good thing. Man. That's one of the things where rare staffers are like, oh man, there's some shit where you guys have to like hire professional fucking voice actor. Today, you can't have your... I remember I tried to play... I can't remember what the game was. I tried to show Foley this old game where it did the the thing that used to be the standard where whenever a character spoke, they'd just go... Yeah, like Animal Crossing still does to this day. Well, yeah, but Animal Crossing is cute. Yeah. But yeah, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. Well, the characters aren't going to be fully voiced, but it's going to be like... Especially Banjo-Kazooie. Man, did you like the Banjo-Kazooie games? I never played a single Banjo-Kazooie. That's in Bolts for the 360 was good. Oh, man. Foley is arming Bill's Lego with all the guns and weapons that Bill got. 
Yeah, she gave Treadwell a whole bunch of samurai swords. Oh, man. So he's total. Oh, he's got a gun, too. He's got okay, a... Foley is officially losing interest she's in doing battle pots. Pots. We're almost done. We're almost done. What else you got? No, that's totally cool. I was either this or give him bread and fish. <laughs> so. Aw. Uh, oh, you can actually wear some food. I can give. Guys, we got to do okay, an okay, actual okay. audio component of this podcast. It's not a choice. Eat a pretzel. Did you know that Jon Stewart is leaving The Daily Aww. Show? We're breaking this news. I know. <laughs> he going re- Has John Stewart left know. yet? Wasn't it this Friday was his last episode? Well, he tried to it? shoot himself on air, but the gun <laughs> misfired. He was really embarrassed by it. He was like, well, he put the gun down. He's like, well, I guess I'll be back tomorrow night. But yeah, John Stewart, man, he's been... How long has he been hosting that 17 show? Years. Shit. Yeah, yeah. 17 years. Shit. Yeah, 17 years of, of uh, people getting their news from there because Dear I feel God. like I can sort of... He's been hosting as long, almost as long as it takes to go through the uh, uh, Grand Fandango inventory screen. <laughs> I've almost All right, Bill, I I've, almost, joke. I've almost swung back around to <laughs> the fire joke. extinguisher. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Oh uh, John Stewart. Um yeah. I don't know who you replace him with. Yes. Almost just like the Daily Show you must just replace with a whole new show because he's so yeah, much is the Daily I know, show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's the Daily Show with John Stewart. Jessica, Even though he did not he was not the first host of it. Which is great. But he is kind of Yeah, it's Craig Kilborn who did because I used to watch the Daily Show before it was John Stewart stuff when it was just yeah. a random kind of fake TV news program that like back at like because yeah. I used to go to my parents house and watch cable and like yeah. Kilborn my favorite thing about the original Daily Show is they had this top five thing at the end of every episode uh-huh. where which for some reason the intro the, for that was a clip from the story there's a kung fu movie called the story of Ricky and there's a scene in that movie where one kung fu guy smashes the head of another guy with his bare yes. hands yes and that used to be like played on the Daily Show all the time <laughs> before John just John Stewart Fuck guy's never guy. gonna last. He fucked up. He <laughs> fucked up this TV show. Seventeen years later, now I'm like, oh, John Stewart's gonna leave. What if they get Craig Gilbert again to go to the same old formula? Craig Gilbert hasn't done anything since he left the Daily Show. His his legacy is he got replaced by the Daily Show, and the Daily Show then became good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, Jessica Williams is she's a cool black lady who's one of the. Uh, she's not a co-host, but she's like someone who just kind of shows up on the, the show. She's one of the correspondents. She's one of the correspondents. I mean, I would love to see her take over because she's fucking. I hilarious. love in the time that John Stewart has been on the the tonight or on the Daily Show, they've had a number of spinoffs. One of which has been on long enough that it ended, and that host yeah. is now going on to host an quote unquote actual late night show. Well, it's it's also interesting too because it really is the death of a whole current like crop of late night stuff. Yeah, David yeah. Letterman, uh, Jane Leno's gone. David Letterman's retiring. The, I think this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Thank God, Leno's gone. I do love the fact that uh, some people were lamenting the fact that uh, was it not Oliver Reed? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the, John Oliver. John Oliver. He's yeah. gone off and done his HBO show, and people yeah. are like, oh, he should have kind of stuck around. He could have taken over the Daily Show, but his show is so fucked up funny on HBO. Yeah, especially it's so like there's enough swearing and stuff. You cannot have that same yeah. quality show on. Yeah. You can do a quality show, but it would not be the same kind of show that mm-hmm. uh, they could have done on Comedy Central, which I still forget the Daily Show is a Comedy Central show because I, I watch it on Apple TV through Hulu Plus. Yeah, and so I forget that it's Comedy Central. It's like it's been around uh, almost as long as fucking South Park. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Wow. The Daily Show. Yeah, that was oh, fun. The Daily I show. like Daily Show. It's fun. Uh, the theory that Homer Simpson has been in a coma for the past 22 years, ever since the 1993 Practical Joke episode, where Bart almost killed Homer with cans of beer put through an industrial paint mixer. That's just something, I don't know if this is an old theory that's been going on for a while, but this is the first time I heard about it this year, was, yeah, uh, just uh, pretty much what you just said. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a gr- one of the funniest pranks ever. 
Yeah, that bar takes up whole, like, Homer's whole beer stash, runs it through an industrial paint mixer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it's a robot yeah. machine that just paint, mixes yeah. paint. Yeah. Puts it back in the beer. So when Homer goes in to crack open a beer out of the fridge, it literally blows up the house. <laughs> like there's a mushroom cloud that blows the doors off and he gets put in the hospital, which is great. And he actually is like hurt. Like he almost dies, which is great. You like, never get to see characters get hurt by practical jokes in cartoons. Yeah. And I remember that was fucking funny. And it's also towards the end of when the Simpsons were quote unquote good. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense that like he could explain away all like the last crummy tw- like twenty two years of the Simpsons. He's, he's yeah. In a fugue state, mm-hmm. which kind of makes yeah, it's kind of yeah. I kind of feel bad because I was like, I, there's a couple Simpsons guys who follow me on Twitter, and I was like retweeting this. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be like your shit's shitty, but like this is a really great. <laughs> I'm sorry, David Silverman. You're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's okay. You do great work. <laughs> no, Bill. Gary Owens, the voice of Space Ghost and all-around voiceover announcer guy for the 60s, 70s, 80s, is dead? Yeah? You didn't hear about this? No. Gary Owens. Uh, can you do a good Gary Owens impression? No, I can't. Hello, Eddie. Uh, my first, when I think of Gary Owens, I think of the first comic book convention I ever went to was Wizard World Dallas. And Gary Owens was there, and he kept taking over the announcement, like, take going into the announcement thing and, like, doing inter- things over the intercom really? and making the most unfunny jokes. Like, it was just, like, painful. Well, he's a voice actor, not a comedian. Painful things. Was, Hello, like, I'm Gary Owens, and... Yeah. Uh, I didn't know he passed I'm away. I'm Space Ghost. Oh, Space did he Ghost do the voice of Space Ghost and Space Ghost Coast? Did he? I'm presuming. I don't know if he did. I mean, he was alive then. I don't know if he... Oh, well, am I confusing it then with an actual, with a person who was making a joke? Let's see. Space goes coast to coast. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I looked things up on Wikipedia. Um, do, do. No, it was George Lowe. Never no, mind. so it's not even the voice. Oh, man. Fuck Gary Owens then. <laughs> so they can continue to do Space Goes Coast to Coast. You're such a dick. Oh, I thought Fuck this, was... this dead guy. Well, I Excuse thought this was the kid who never would know more Space Ghost. Man, what's going to happen? the original voice of Space Ghost. I, mean, I always thought it was the same guy. <laughs> Man, when Brack dies, holy shit. <laughs> That's the gonna worst be... podcast in the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking... Well, do you care, care about Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? Brack and Zoltar. I was really into I owned uh, oh a number of Space God. Ghost albums. I liked the Brack show. I still... That Brack voice. It's I so hear funny. it. I just turned. Oh my god! <laughs> it's funny. I'm a big Zorak fan from way back. Multi. Well, I read the joke when Gary when it was first announced on Twitter that Gary Owens is dead. It was like, you better guys better watch out for a giant like six foot pregnant. This is movement seen leaving the premises <laughs> of the crime scene of Gary Owens' death could have killed the, the space ghost. But yeah, it was funny. So I like we're talking about something that Gary Owens had nothing to do with. Vaguely, we love the spin off that really just mocked the shit out of his most famous work. <gasps> Gina Carano's gonna be in the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie. Bill notes she should play his talking gun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Is she voice work? <laughs> Man, no. Uh, you should no. show him Deadpool. I'm like bang, bang. bang. <laughs> just, just going bang, bang. 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 <laughs> like every time he shoots. Yep. <laughs> just shoot yep. What she's, if? What if also? She's, she's like, gorgeous. What if an oval showed up in the corner of the screen? Like they do for like English, English second language for like 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 for um when people are deaf just have, you sign just language. Have... It's her just going bang 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 <laughs> bang. Nice, nice. So you get to see her because she's a beautiful lady. Ryan Reynolds was in the last. Well, the last time Ryan Reynolds appeared as Deadpool, his mouth was sewn shut. Ironically, that's how I'd want Gina Carano to be in the oh, Deadpool. Wait. 
Wait, what happened? To... Yeah, in the what? Wolverine movie. In the Wolverine movie, Ryan Reynolds is there as Deadpool. Deadpool, but his mouth is shown. Sh- so did shot. they say he's Deadpool? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he in the costume? Yeah, yeah. He's called Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But his mouth is shown shut, <laughs> so he doesn't get to do any shit. That was why he was so. Fu- well, it was and weird. it would have worked in that weird. universe too. Oh, what? It was it was, that makes I cause it was yeah. weird. It was legitimately anyway, strange. I was just Deadpool thinking fan. about Gina Carano this week. I wish that there were more <sighs> shitty weird. Gina I, 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 I wanted John Wick to be about a lady and to yeah. have Gina Carano or Zoe. Did you guys see John Wick? Not yet. No, because I want to see it too. I want to see it, but then I'm like, it makes it makes me upset because I'm like, man, I just want this movie, this type and genre of movie. Yeah. With with a chick. It. You wanted Joan Wick. Sure. Yeah. Jane Wick. John, whatever you know, but yeah, I mean, think about the, that yeah. movie. That movie centers around somebody fucks with this former hitman, kills his dog. Yeah, I guess the movie was put together by stunt people too, which it is sounds, the reason it sounds, why it looks amazing. Which like, I guess looks, that's the reason why the whole plot of the movie yeah. is to pretty much justification do crazy stunts. Yeah, but, and yeah. that's and that's great, and I support that kind of movie because that kind of movie is like a total total release, and it's, it's just or Haywire came out like good four or five years yeah, ago. Too. That, that's yeah. an older movie. And that was and that, and that was a, that was a great that was that was great. It was a bummer that movie. F- was a huge bomb. And I said, know. Like, they never well, here's, Carano just disappeared well, for five well, years. Well, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like this expectation that, like, okay, Steven Seagal can make 1,400 t- movies where he's monosyllabic yeah. throughout the entire thing. And, and everybody's he's a like, big, big, fat, dopey guy that no one wants to see do stuff anymore. But, and he's but, still making those movies. But he's got the ponytail. He looks ridiculous. And he yeah. comes in and he fucking breaks your arm. And you're like, yeah, I'll go see a new Seagal like movie. That's all I would. But you give that to... Gina Carano is best when she's being monosyllabic. Yeah. And just kicking the shit out of people. Man, we watched the worst Gina Carano movie, and I was so sad that that was her oeuvre. It was like Haywire, so which mad. is amazing. And then I can't remember this other movie. It was one of the most unwatchable movies I've ever seen. I can't bad. even remember any I, of I have wiped it from my memory. Oh, it was so bad. bad. But it's just like... I'm, there's I'm no what? past. There's no past. Like, if you're Anyone a woman it. and you're an action star, you have to be an amazing actor. Did you yeah. see the thing? That's bullshit. Cindy Crawford had some untouched photos of her. She did a photo shoot like with her like now because Cindy Crawford's old. Yeah. And she did like like a, like an underwear photo shoot, and she got like crusty belly and everything like that. People are freaking out because she looks gross. Well, that's she looks like a saying. normal person. She looks like she looks like a normal fifty year old. Yeah. Well, she's still actually for a fifty year old lady. Who has yeah, I was gonna co- say cosmetic surgery. She looks pretty fucking hot, but she's got like you know wrinkly punchy yeah. belly. Yeah, I'm sorry. People have that. That's that shit that gets removed that's in Photoshop. Yeah. It's the skin that prevents you from but snapping apart when you but stand it's, up it's, straight. It's not even like a candid photo they took at the beach. She did a fashion shoot, but just like with her normal, and she's got you know like not even cellulite, but she's got like normal fifty year old lady body. It's a body, but it's weird because she's still like, recognizably Cindy Crawford. But yeah. like I kind of forgot Cindy Crawford existed. But it's great that. She she went out and did this, so people are like, "Oh my god, who wants to see that?" But yeah, she looks like a normal person. She looks yeah. like a fifty-year-old woman. Yeah, we need more of that, not less of uh, that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 frustrating. I just want I just want more more Gina Carano. I just want her to be the villain in the Gina Carano movie you're talking about. Okay, that could be cool. She's because she's a lady. I want Helen Mirren to play a villain. No, because I want. Okay, so the villain in any movie starring ladies has to be like the head of a evil head of a cosmetics corporation or something else, lady centric tampon. <laughs> so we can understand it. Turns out. Yeah, exactly. Turns out all the tampons she's selling instead of cotton, it's filled with bullets. Drugs. And that's how Gina Carano's mom died because she used one of them. Bull, bull, blew her vagina off. Okay. She right. was like popped it like a party to popper. And they all just kind of squat. <laughs> that's, how Gina, she, that's how Gina. 
that it kills the villain. She turns her into standing in front of a wall full of tampons and she pulls all the strings. All the bullets come out and just massacre her. It's like the end of Hero. Oh yeah, my what God. about the villain hey. on the Catwoman movie hey. Sharon Stone? Oh, man. So, again, with the canon podcast, they were talking about Nina Jones and the Temple of Doom. I had never heard of this before, but supposedly one of the people who screen tested for the role of Willie Scott mm-hmm. was Sharon Stone. I was like, man, Sharon Stone and Indiana Jones and the Temple Doom would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was like, she would have been so much better than fucking Kate Capture. I go, me, me, me. Anyway, hey friends, did you know that The Breakfast Club will return to theaters during the last two weekends of March? Yeah. Coincidentally, the day they're recording this, February 15th, 2015, just happens to be the 30th anniversary of the release of The Breakfast Club. Yes. Have you guys ever seen The Breakfast yeah. Club? Yes. It's yes. a movie. Numerous times. It's very it's adorable. It's 30 years old today. Man, Alice Sheedy. Just, she's cute. She's it still breaks weird. my heart that they what they do to their. Uh, that's the oldest stereotype anyone says about the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Is like everyone gets really bummed by what happens to Ali Sheedy in that movie. Yeah, she uses one of those bullet tampons. Yeah, she never comes back out of the bathroom. <laughs> she never does. You just hear the shot. <laughs> just rings out and through, then, the, through the empty and library. <laughs> Ten when the Breakfast Club came out, so I was pretty much too young to get in yeah. that movie. Yeah, but I, you know, as a rule, older, I, I was really it. So I have no idea it's, anyone it's, younger than me would even care about the Breakfast Club. I feel I feel bad because it's really the only John Hughes movie that I. I've actually never seen another John Hughes movie. I think yeah. it is it is Home his Alone. best movie. Home Alone, Home Alone. and the Breakfast Club. Oh, that's the same that's thing. The only John Hughes no, if you're only going to see one like one yeah. famous John Hughes like teenage movie, that's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first Bueller's funnier and stuff like that. I think I like, didn't see it until I was too old and Do you I care had about too many it. Or you just to it? Like... I have no. In fact, I'm. I feel about John Hughes movies the I'm, way that's, I kind of feel about like Wes Anderson movies. Where I'm like, sure, it's beloved, and I could not give two shit. Did you see Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah, yes, we did. That's actually we've talked about it. The podcast that's the one Wes Anderson movie that I actually really like. Yeah, I'll talk about it next week, but I got a book about the making of that. So oh, that's great! Cool. So, yeah. uh, Saturday, Valentine's Day was the one year anniversary of the release of Left Behind. Aww. Yeah, and Devil Fine release these really, they always release Valentine's uh, fully. Did you see? I'm sorry, yeah, did you see the, yeah. the Valentine's Day yeah. release? It was really I'm cute. alive and on the internet. Oh, I don't want to make any assumptions. It's really cute it's that it's officially cute. a a tradition that Naughty Dog releases character-themed Valentine's every Valentine's Day. I Such saw... Oh, the new Hitman movie that just came out with Colin Firth. Have you heard about the Kingsman? Oh, the yeah. Kingsman. It's by What's-His-Butt, who is a pr- uh, a protege of uh, What's-His-Butt, who did Snatch. Guy Ritchie? Yeah. Yeah. But Matthew Vaughn. Supposedly everyone's saying that movie's supposed to be fucking crazy. It's a good action. Supposedly it's a great action movie. But the uh, ad, like the Valentine's Day that put out the promo of the movie are just so like terrible, like corporate. Like, yeah. I'm shooting you because I love guns. Happy birthday. Like, Happy Valentine's Day or like, yeah. I'm going to steal your heart because I am a thief. I or, can't like, believe was... that there was some marketing <laughs> thing for a property related to Valentine's Day that was cheesy. <laughs> oh, but man, no. So these, yeah, the 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 naughty dog left behind Valentine's Day. They're cute. They're cute. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. <laughs> I actually want to 
a great suck my dick Valentine. <laughs> suck my, was it Skelisir? <laughs> that man left behind. I can't believe that was a year ago. And yeah. that actually explains what I was doing on Valentine's Day last yeah. year. Because I was like, yeah. last time watching How to Train Your Dragon yeah. and like eating pizza. I'm like, yeah. what was I doing last Valentine's Day? I was like, oh, yeah. I must have been playing Left Behind. That oh, was a great fuck. And the fact, I remember people joking like you're gonna find out oh he's gay because it's valentine's day why else would they put that out and they actually do it turn out she's gay like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, oh man and you saw neil Druckmann just won a wga award yeah. for writing left behind last night good. too along with like guys to along with wes anderson with grand budapest hotel oh, good. matata circle of life everything comes together <laughs> hey everybody this is the boy howdy podcast were you aware that this is the boy howdy podcast we're at boy howdy podcast on twitter you didn't introduce yourself until this is like true an hour and a half into it this is true we should reintroduce ourselves just in there. <laughs> Howdy at boyhattypodcast.com is where you can email us. You can also use the contact form on boyhattypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. Bill will talk to you about the books he read this week. And uh, about Oh, we're going to talk about because next Sunday is going to be Oscar. I think next Sunday is Oscar Sunday. Yeah. So I will slim, undoubtedly be talking about all the screeners. There's a slim chance that either we'll skip next weekend or Bill will get another guest next weekend because Foley and I are going on a, a yeah, trip. Mike romantic. We could talk about Oscar You guys should movies. talk about the Oscars. Yeah, you romantic, should Romantic. We're going to be romantic. What are you guys going to do? We're going to we're going on a uh, my birthday trip is coming up this weekend. We're going to go on a trip to Astoria, Oregon, where they shot the Goonies. Not also, you're not going up there because you they shot the. No, no, no. We're going up there because there's a six and a half foot double ended clawfoot tub that we can fill up with hot water as much as we want. It is big enough that Foley and I can both sit in it cross like and our knees won't touch. Yeah, we could play chess. I, really? With enough room for a chessboard in between us. So that's the whole weekend, then. But, pretty much. You guys are going to come back, like, fucked up, hydrated, like, super rich. Man, kind of okay, room. so we went, uh, maybe, like, three or four years ago, we did this for my birthday as well, and I was in the ba- the tub for a total of about six hours in the course of five days, and my hair, my my skin looked radiant. Yeah, I you looked look so well, that's what I'm good. Saying, yeah. Man, you were in there for longer than six hours. Probably closer to eight hours. Maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> I remember that was when I tried to watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> I yeah, was like, like in the tub? I took I took our, a laptop and like okay Down Abbey is on streaming so I guess I'll try to watch Down Abbey finally and I got as far as his speech where he's like I am Downton Abbey and, and I it shut off. it off and I was like this is it nope and happened. to tell you the truth and I really not care it got better than that <laughs> like, yeah you did not miss much by not continuing to watch so we'll see what shows yeah. I don't watch this time yep we'll be good yep we're gonna go to the Silver Salmon for dinner yeah which one is the Silver Salmon it's a really good it's a really good is it across from the East bookstore downtown possibly yeah cause I think I it, fell out of one of their chairs once cool awesome <laughs> it's really um, about the, the the crayon oh they have contest. the crayon contest you remember it I think you have it every February they tend to have it in February we tend to accidentally go when they're having this contest so but we're gonna we're gonna go there and I'm What's hopefully the gonna not contest? get told that eating their garlic bread is fattening. Yeah, we went there and they had this amazing sinful garlic bread and the server was like, You really should get that. You know how many calories are, are in they that? saying because you guys are fat and they don't want you guys to get fat. I was I love the silver salmon. Their food is amazing, but that one server, don't tell people not to order things on your menu. Do you know that's just like a caloric bomb? You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, they, they do. Uh, they have the thing where they've got paper on the tables and they have crayons you can draw on it. But once a year they have a contest where they invite all these people to do like an actual full scale crayon piece, and at Aww. the end of the day, the winner they hang the winner in the restaurant. And I think you they win like free dinner for a year or something. Which is upsetting because they're dead because they've been hung. I'm gonna say the way you said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, I'm done with this fucking podcast. We'll talk to y'all next week or not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Life in his adventure. We'll talk to you guys next Bye, week. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Don't use bubble bath. 
You might get a yeast uh, infection. Thanks, Bill. Maybe that's the villain in my in my is Mr. Bubble. <laughs> in my action women action movie is a vaginal <laughs> yeast infection. It's just very the writer, yeah, it just doesn't write you're very conscious about women's health vaginas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vagina health. Well no, whenever I see ladies in movies and TV shows taking a health, like, I know that's a thing. Because I grew up with uh with ladies and I would read, read, read like Cosmo and stuff like that. Invariably almost every issue would talk about like, you know, Bubble bass will fuck up a peep balance vagina. So now I am like mortally scared that for people I know will take bubble baths. I love that they'd say that on one page and the next page would be an advertisement for douche. No, it's usually like <laughs> use an ice tongue, put an ice tongue, uh, ice cube on your tongue when you're going down on your husband because he <laughs> likes that. I'm like, who hey, has cold dick? Let's let's end this podcast. Maybe maybe if you like ice down his penis so when the semen came out it was kind of like ice cream a little bit. Like everybody a wants, likes a, a drink that's medium thick. <laughs> Oh, what is like slimy? There we go. Oh. Everybody's armed. Hey, let's stop recording this podcast. Um, if you put boobs in a freezer, will I will ice cream come out? Okay, this is me poking my fist up in the air as I walk across the football field, and credits roll, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye. Finally.